<laughs> yeah, Dane, try not to play over when we're talking, though. I'd rather have you talking than playing. Okay. Talking. Let's talk. Let's all talk, fellas. Let's all talk. I guess Paulie will pop in at some point. Yeah. Let's all Here we talk. Go. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Dean Zimmerman with his new solo album. Nice. Doesn't Locking that guitar turn on? Waves. It does. It turns. It's got a little <laughs> Rocking the airwaves. It's Dean Zimmerman show, starring the Dean Zimmerman dancers <laughs> and the Dean Zimmerman orchestra. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave. Zimmerman. I was in a band a long time ago and they called it the Dane Bramage Band. <laughs> oh man. Right? Brain damage, oh, Dane Bramage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's killer band. We were killer. Literally. <laughs> killer. That's that's wild. The Dane Bramage killer. band. They were killer, literally. We we had to get them in jail. Today February is eighth. February eighth, Tuesday, twenty twenty two, eight ten PM Eastern, five ten Pacific. Talking guitars and eighties metal live. We got Zoom live. Mm -hmm. We got John. Rock on. We got Ned. Blue Rhino. Nedster. Got these. Are those breasts? What? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, huh? welcome what? everybody. Huh? Dang. What's Welcome up, to Talking guys. Guitars and 80s Metal Live. Yeah. Damn, we're live. We are very live. <laughs> this is. It's good to be alive. Yeah. It's good to be alive. It's very good. It sure is. Very good. I mean, and, what's uh, the alternative? Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> dead. May we may we not have to, to find out dead. so soon. Yeah. May, we, may I'm, we not have to find out so soon. I'm not finding out. But what I am gonna find out are the names of the executive producers. The big bosses. Johnny Bean TV. The big bosses. On YouTube. Dane, you want to give the read today for the big bosses? Uh, no, I don't have my gla glasses on, but I will. Say, I can see Dave Ennis. My, my, my glasses and my, and my shoes, so I have them. Mike Neese, Amer Music Therapy Laz, Majestic PB&J Cat, Wayno, False Flag, Sherman Callahan, Andy Wait, did you, Carson. Did you, skip, did you skip a couple? Michael B. Arhabs, uh, Warlag. He's not Chad, wearing glasses. Lawrence Christensen. 
Lenny yeah, Lou and he's, Mary. He's skipping half of them. Uh, James Dane, these, Dane, these are the big bosses. We got to get all of them. We got to see John Moronic, Paul Martin Woods, Stephen Franklin, Michael, a.k.a. the captain, Michael Smith, a.k.a. the captain, Thomas Santiago, Joe Christian, Jimmy Ray Hawkins, David Allen Wright, and, of course, Steve Carmichael. Steve Carmichael? Did, did, did you skip a couple? I thought you skipped a couple in the beginning. David Ennis, Vinyl Freak 5150. Mike, Mike Neese. Music Therapy, therapy Lab. Majestic, Majestic PB&J PB Cat. Cat. Wayno. Wayno. False, False flag. flag. Sherman, Sherman Callahan, Callahan, Andy Carson, Andy Carson, Andy Carson Michael, B, Michael B, Michael B, our Habs, our Habs, the Chad, Thomas Christensen, Lenny <laughs> Lou, and my little geriatric <laughs> sex kitten Mary, James Gum, John Ronick, Paul Martin Woods, Stephen Franklin, Michael the Captain Smith, Thomas Santiago, Joe Christian, Christian Jimmy, Jimmy Ray, Ray Hawkins, Hawkins, David Allen, David Wright, Wright, Steve Carr, Michael, Michael. Michael. Oh, Michael. Oh, Michael. Oh, Michael. It's like reading echo, the credits echo, in the Grand echo. Canyon, you know? Yeah. Let, let's 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 try it. We're in the Grand Canyon. David Ennis! Turn the delay on, uh, Johnny. You, Johnny's you totally missed the joke. <laughs> no, I got it. And actually, I did have an echo set up at one point, but I couldn't get it working correctly. Ah, uh, damn it! Where that actually be possible? Let me let me yell into uh, into uh, uh, Lenny Lou's vagina. Hold on a minute, David Ennis, 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 Ennis. Wow, yeah, those names right there that you guys have heard many times tonight, those are top tier of channel members. So if you'd like your name uh, butchered at the beginning of every show. <laughs> Click that join button. <laughs> <laughs> There's something to look forward to, right? <laughs> and uh, hey, Alice Martinez. Yeah. And if you'd like to help support the channel, support these shows, any super chats will change the color of these lights. The guitar more. Ned is like mes mesmerized. Mesmerized? I don't think uh, I've ever seen that color before. It's pink. Those. It's a pink. Chartreuse. It's pink. Is that a new color? It's uh when there's daylight shining into the red, you bet it is. There's yeah, I've got a whole combination of of uh of colors. Johnny's got mauve, aquamarine, garnet, moonstone. Basically every every combination of colors there are. They, they yeah, they're cool. They but, hey, you know what you know what else is cool? WhatsApp. That's very What's cool. If you'd like to get a hold of us during the show tonight, if you'd like to help us with content, please help us. Uh, you can text <laughs> anything to that phone number right there on your screen. We need more help than anybody. Yeah. And speaking of help, we're also live on Facebook, uh, which needs a lot of help. Facebook stars. <laughs> and, I don't know. Uh, I, I, look, I looked at... I looked at I looked at my house and I looked at uh, Zuckerman's house and uh, Zuckerberg's house and uh, I don't know there's there's a big difference between the two so I think we definitely need help more than <laughs> more than Facebook needs help. <laughs> well, yeah. 
I think uh, Facebook stock went down a couple of days ago, though, for some reason. But not because it probably of the shot show, right back was up. it? Yeah, it was it because of right was up. it because of our show? It might have been, yeah. Well, that's very possible. Uh, in the chat, they're asking where is Neander Paul? Neander Paul had a horrible uh, paper mache accident. Really, they're still trying to get him out of there. But uh, we hope he'll join oh, us wow. soon. Yeah, we'll he ended up snorting uh, paper mache uh, um, pieces. Yeah. Well, no, he 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 was a guest was a speaker at an elementary school, and they, you know, they wanted to take a mold of of his body. He said, "Look, I don't have time for this. Just my dick." And you know, the kids are wrapping it up in the paper mache, and then mm -hmm. you know, the next thing you and, know, and it's they're trying to chisel off yeah. the yule log. There, it's you know, uh -huh. it's a big undertaking. So now the teachers had to get involved. The principal showed up. Yeah, it's tough. Hot for teacher. I don't know if any of that is actually true, but um, <laughs> Paul is. Uh, I don't know. The we didn't see him Friday so either. I mean, he didn't show up Friday. So well, Paul, he Paul, or Saturday. I mean, Paul, right has, Paul has a little bit of a sore throat today, but uh, all jokes aside, but uh, he, he says he, he'd probably stop in sometime during the show, just not for the whole show. So we will see. Yeah. Smash that thumbs up. If you would like to see Paul tonight. Yeah. And if you wouldn't like to see Paul also <laughs> smash that thumbs up. I personally would like to see him because, you know, it's Paul. Yeah. Paul's got a lot to talk about. Paul's got a lot to say. Yeah. He's got a lot of thoughts up in that massive brain of his. He's got a lot of love in that big old heart. And he likes to share it with all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Just like uh, executive producer Warlag. They got uh, a new, uh, something new today. Look at that. Ooh. Like a strat. Lackey strat. Very cool, nice. man. Nice. An elite. Brand spanking new. Warlag. And you you know how I got that image? Or What's up? He sent What's it to you on, What's on the up? phone. On WhatsApp. What's up? It was sent directly through WhatsApp. So see? Easy. Yeah. What's up? What's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> nice. Uh, let's say hello to our non-bosses, the uh, our beloved audience, our chat, who is uh, with us right now, because I always love and appreciate the chat, them spending their time with us on a Tuesday night because there's a lot of good stuff on the Olympics are on. They could be watching that. There's sex to be had, but they're like, nah, you know, instead of hooking up tonight, I I'm going to go watch uh, Mancuda and the gang. Okay. Yeah. So we appreciate that. And Steve Carmichael has, uh, has just posted Zim's new, uh, new uh, emoji. If you look there in the chat, okay, you know, there you are. Be epic. There you are. Do you see it, Dan? Steve Carmichael? Can you can you see the emojis? Yeah. Uh, I can see it. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. I it's a it's a little smiley face with a cowboy hat. Yeah. Oh, there being in, in Arizona, everybody there yeah. wears cowboy hats. Yeah. <laughs> right, Zims? Oh yeah. Are you actually from there? Were you born there? No, no, man. I'm from uh, Ohio. 
I was born in Sandusky, Ohio. Sandusky, Ohio. Yeah. How long have you been in Arizona? Since 1980. Ever since the cops ran him out on a rail. Yeah. (laughs) He's been on the lam ever since under the false name of Dane Zimmerman. There we go. (laughs) That's it. Thank you, Alice. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's say hello to our chat. Let's say hi, uh, Can't Try Fifty Five, Vista Light, nineteen seventy two, Craven Soda says, John, how is Linny Lou and Mary doing? Mary, Mary, Mary got married. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I thought she was just in it for the for the hookups. Uh, I have not spoken to Linny Lou and Mary. I'm hoping they're doing well from uh they're recovering from uh our lovely pandemic as we go through this so i'm hoping uh i call them out anyway because i know they'll if they don't pop in live they will at least be watching the reruns so if you guys are watching much love to you and hope you're recovering uh safely and and getting better from uh the lovely pandemic uh let's see who else we got um, and thank you for asking about Lenny, Lou, and Mary, because they're some of my favoriteest, <laughs> most favorite people in the world. Craven Soda. Yes. Bozik, Jimmy Carr, Fistolite 1972, Alice Martinez, Garbage, Bozik, Keith Campbell, Nightbot, Tim Thomas, my girl Lindy Lynch. Thank you, Lindy. Leo Safko, Alice Martinez, Dan of New Jersey, Danny's Rock and Metal, Rico B, Steve Carmichael, Rico. Tim Thomas. Rico. Rico was in here yesterday. Suave. Uh, let's see. Where do I leave off? Chris Bevan. Hey, brother. Uh, Jimmy Kyle. Wallag. Bozique. So I know I keep repeating names. I, I'm so bad at mixing up the chat. Uh, Rock Daddy. Hellstorm. Janice. La, 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 la. <laughs> uh, let's see. Christopher Live. Sawa. And yeah, we're, we're going to talk about the Pearl Jam Motley Crue feud that's been brewing publicly, which is fun. Uh, Keith Campbell, let's see, looking through, looking through. Uh, Erica Foreman and her lovely wife, Sophie. Erica, my buddy Erica. Um, my buddy Mike Murr in the chat. Um, <laughs> What? Some of these comments. <laughs> There's some people talking about Sandusky in there. Oh my gosh. Uh, Yostinator, Leo Safko, uh, <laughs> Kai Matthews, Eduardo Morino Porto. Dude. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Tim Thomas. Uh, my girl Lala. Sandra McCorney. girl sandra uh, uh and we are and wishing by the way ben tom uh speedy recovery he's still going through from all his surgeries and heart surgery and uh all kinds of good stuff so shout out to ben tom hope you're getting better buddy uh let's see music therapy Laz, mm, majestic pb and j cat 
Uh, let's see. Who am I missing? Who am I missing? David Scher, Robbie Johnson, uh, Marky FX. How you doing? Johnny Bean. Oh, Browns fan. Browns take it, fan the, take it in the Browns fan. Uh, let's see who else we got. Um, ma, 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 ma. Do, 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 do. Renus Pinkle, uh, Browns fan, all Dave, all night. Oh, oh, you, oh, yeah. oh, oh, moi, moi, oh, moi, moi, <laughs> Oh, moi, moi. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Everybody say hi in the chat, right? Now. Oh, Glenn Everybody. Danzig in the chat. Thank you, Glenn. <laughs> uh, let's see. He wants you to pronounce the whole entire name. Oh, I'm sorry. Glenn Danzig. Uh, Etskum. Etskum. That's it's gone. French, That's I believe. Esclom. <laughs> Keith Campbell. Oh, Keith Campbell wants to see shirt. It's a uh, Silver Surfer number one. Look at that, baby. Oh, I wow. love the Look Silver Surfer. Love Silver. Marvel. Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer. He's Sil a nice I Jewish superhero. I love the Silver Surfer, Jonathan Silva. Perhaps you know him. Silver. A nice Jewish boy. Silverstein. <laughs> yeah. John. John. Moisha Silva, perhaps you know him. Silverberg, that's what his family deals in. Silver. <laughs> Silver. Silver. Uh, let's see. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Silver Wittgenstein. Or long. Uh, and everyone else in the chat. Welcome, everybody. And let's welcome the great Neanderthal. Although yeah. I'm just, I guess I'm just in today. I'm sorry. Speak up, Bobola. I said, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm just N today. My name didn't, I didn't type my name incorrectly. So fuck it. Oh, he's just an at N. N. At N. Oh. I'm just at N. Just N. Meh. Meh. <laughs> meh. To go with meh. 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 Macuda. Nah. Nah. Oh, you feeling nah. okay? I didn't give you the COVID there, did I? No. Oh, for, the for the second time in two weeks, he didn't give me the COVID. No. Good. I, have sore, I have a sore throat today. And I don't know uh -oh. why. It's probably. There's that Mancuda. There's that Mancuda gif again. That's all that. Yeah. That's how it starts, man. Where's that sound? Kurt, are you uh, here, man? Where's that sound, dude? Do <laughs> <laughs> you got any vacation days uh, lined up, or if you need some uh, some sick days? No, uh, you know the great thing about my company is I don't have we don't have sick time. If you don't feel well, you just don't come in, and they don't dock you for it or anything like that. There's like no sick policy in my company. There, the guy that runs it is a guy named Stanley Hubbard. Um, and he's just like one of those, if you don't feel good, stay home people. He's just an old, he's like uh -huh. an 80 something year old guy. So they don't uh -huh. have like, you know, companies are like, you have five sick days or seven sick days or you accumulate <laughs> sick days. My company's like, nah, if you don't feel good, just stay home. It's like real, real homey that way. It's kind of neat. That is, that's nice. Mm -hmm. that and is it's really just good. a best of. 
right? Wow, best of like is a you, very subjective term. Like you have, you always have a tape ready, right? No, no, our producer archives all that stuff. So yeah, I mean, if we needed to, we could. I've done the show by myself if Mark can't come in, and vice versa. But um, it's not the same show because obviously, um, you know, it's it's difficult to juggle balls unless you're Mancuda. <laughs> I usually just gurgle them. Oh, everybody's telling me I should Arnold throat. Okay, I will do Arnold throat for the rest of the show. That's what I can do. It's funny. I, I can speak in Arnold's voice easier than I speak in my own. Well, that'll, that'll make for interesting content. I'll go with that. <laughs> if do this for the rest of the show, that would, that would not get annoying at all. We'll, uh, we'll have knee, knee Arnold, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, let's see. Bozik said, uh, I, met the, uh, I met the craziest comic book collector geek ever. I'm the craziest comic book collector geek ever. I have, I have hundreds, literally hundreds of boxes of comic books. I collect comic book original artwork. Uh, I mean, I, I got all that shit, dude. I'm I'm the I, I collect all that shit. I mean, I obsess over some of this stuff. I pick He's up not my kidding. books weekly, um, and when I got I... it in multiple locations, just like my guitars. I got it in multiple locations. He takes it um, in multiple locations. Yeah, I'm I'm a three well, input comic yeah, book collector. Yeah, who knew? Yeah, that's why he loves the Silver uh, Surfer because it's some alien shit that he doesn't have. He's he's slippery and uh, yeah, and his I always, board, I always thought, board vibrates. I always, I always thought that DC's Iceman was a ripoff of the Silver Surfer. Just a complete. Well, it's Marvel. It's Marvel's Iceman. It's Marvel's well, Iceman. Iceman was Iceman was part of the Justice League. No, Iceman's one of the old X-Men. Okay, well... You're testing me. I know you're testing me. Well, then when Super Friends put Iceman in there, it was a crossover. No, no, Super Friends never had Iceman. You'd think it was Spider-Man's Amazing Friends. I don't think so. It was Spider-Man, Firestar, and Iceman. Okay. And Trust me on this. Trust me on this. Okay. All I heard was one of them is a cross-dresser. That's all. No, I, I Iceman. Iceman came out as gay uh, in the comic <laughs> books. In the comic books, but aren't they all? That if you think about it, because they all change into their outfits. No. No, there's superheroes. They're supposed to be in costumes. Look at look at me when look at me when I wear uh you know pink hat and scarf. I mean that's that's my my superhero costume. Mm-hmm. Yes. My powers are to lose money quickly. <laughs> Well, that works out good. <laughs> yeah, no, Iceman was one of the old X Men. The Silver Surfer is, uh, you know, came, appeared first in the Fantastic Four originally, as as Galactus's uh, Galactus's herald uh, to destroy Earth. Now, now we're going next level nerd shit. Yeah, we're going some next level nerd shit. Next level comic book nerd shit. But trust yeah, me Rico, on this. Rico B is right. Ace and Gary. That's where we're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> And, Gary. and we'll, we'll we'll talk about joe rogan in a, a little while uh because you were you were asking uh kai matthews we'll we'll talk about that later uh warlag wants to know what do i think of gay superman it's a different superman it's a different superman um it's it's superman's son clark um so it's not actually Kal El, the the old school Superman. It's not it's not Superman. Now we're really really getting deep. It's not Superman of Earth Two, who was the one in the nineteen forties and fifties. It's not Superman that you knew from 
the Silver Age and up through the crisis. It's the newest Superman, which is Clark, who is Superman's son, grown up. And what do I think of him being gay? He's gay. You know, again, you also have to remember, I'm a gay ally. I'm a big gay rights advocate publicly. I'm a big gay ally. Um, big supporter of, of the of the queer community. And, uh, you know, I'm friends with everybody. And I, I'm very big on everyone's rights to do what God made them and be the way God made them, be it race, color, creed, sexuality, whatever it is. So what do I think of it? He just happens to be gay. What's there to think yeah. about? Yeah, and you that's know? the thing. I, I'm, I'm sort of on the same, the same boat, which is I, I don't. It's none of my business. You live your life your way. I live my life my way. My way. We're not hurting each other. Nobody's. I mean, you know, do your thing. Um, everything. Yeah. Everything with everything you want to do. Drugs, I had no idea drugs. at all about any of this. <laughs> so, I yeah, wasn't yeah, me. Johnny, 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 <laughs> Johnny, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, I I read all the comic books, so I I know uh, I know who's who and and blah blah blah. Oh my gosh. You know, so there you go. So that that's uh, Iceman was one of the original X-Men going back to that Iceman, Angel, Cyclops, Marvel Girl and the Beast were the original five X-Men later joined by Havoc and Polaris. Then in 1975, you got the all new, all different X-Men, which uh, basically when the old X-Men were in trouble, Professor X came and formed a new band of X-Men, which was uh, grabbing Banshee, Sunfire and Wolverine, who were formerly used characters in other other past comic books Hard gathering to them people. together wait 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 i'm not done yet then new characters colossus brody storm and Nightcross. huh you're literally brody man from mall rats i totally am i totally yeah, am. You're totally brody. Yeah. <laughs> adding colossus storm and nightcrawler who were created uh by dave cockrum the late great dave cockrum um and uh Let's see, Chris Claremont, Len Wein, Dave Cockrum, John Byrne, all those guys from giving us the X-Men in the 70s and 80s. And uh, and Thunderbird, who also was a Dave Cockrum creation that um, that died right after the new X-Men were formed. So then you had the new X-Men who were, in that group, Cyclops, Storm, Colossus, Nightcrawler, Banshee, Wolverine, um, and you know, Professor X leading them later joined by Kitty Pride. This is the Justice League. So now, well, actually, this is the JLA Avengers I'm looking at right there. That's a mix of the Justice League and the Avengers mm-hmm. right there mm-hmm. in that image. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Mark Graves. <laughs> uh thank you, false flag. The KC girl. <laughs> Oh, Johnny, 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 it's so sad. I'm calling from under a Johnny, in, in, I'm not really Australia. you. Johnny, Johnny, false flag here. I'm calling from Australia with a turtle on my head. I'm not really your twin. I don't, no, no, I'm not you, but I'm also not out from underneath this comforter that says it's not even touching my head. I know my phone call sounds like ass, but it's because, it's because I've got I've got a throat pillow up my nose. <laughs> uh, let's see. What Cartoons. Where's Spider Man? Lindy Lynch is making spicy chicken wings. Lindy, save oh, me some of those. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Send us a picture on WhatsApp of your spicy uh, chicken wings, please. Wait, what? Yes, please. Of her spicy. And yes, Bozik, John Byrne, the comic book artist, is still alive. Dave Cockrum passed away years ago, though. Since we're talking about the X-Men. Uh, yeah, so that's the Justice League Avengers right there. I'm looking at the photo. There we go. I see, uh, let's see. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Iron Man, Wolverine, Mockingbird, Hawkeye, Green Lantern, a little bit of Thor's shoulder there, uh, a little bit of Hercules abs, Power Girl, Captain Marvel, known as Shazam, uh, Supergirl, uh, let's see, Scarlet Witch Vision, Cyborg, Captain Atom, Blue Beetle, Vixen, Johnny keeps moving the fucking screen. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh let's see vixen black canary green arrow wonder man uh wonder man yeah wonder man i never johnny's trying guy. to do the earthquake it's scene that's because you're not the there's an earthquake it's... going on oh wonder oh man. no the justice league and the avengers have to save the world wonder man is taylor dan's real name leslie wonderman <laughs> a nice jewish boy wonderman oh. no that's her real name taylor dan's real name is leslie wonderman nice yeah you're welcome i don't know why i know that yeah keith campbell watchman that was that was amazing that's a whole different that's that's where that's where dc in 1986 came out or 85 86 came out with um watchman known as the greatest graphic novel ever uh really is 12 issues that basically gave a realistic portrayal of superheroes that was very cool and you know as you saw recently it was a very cool tv show Oh, and yeah, uh, Hellstorm's asking, do I like the comic book porn uh, parody movies? Absolutely. <laughs> you bet. You bet. Su Super Dong and, uh, and, and Bat Boner <laughs> with, uh, with, with Wonder Wesbian. And uh, you bet I love those. Of course you do. Spied, huh? spied her man. I spied her man. The Incredible Hunk. <laughs> the incredible cock c-a-w-k oh boy now with everything going on in the world how do these uh superheroes find the time to put a whole afternoon together to stand and pose yeah get everybody... yep well they, they only fight super villains they don't get involved in like you know it's hard to get involved in disasters you know unless it's like you know, you know, there's been an avalanche in China and they'll go help with that. But like you can't catch it happening usually. Um, and they look for villains. They look for super villains. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, was I a fan of Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Ham? Um, not originally, but I liked him in uh, I liked him in the uh, the Spider-Man um, across the multiverse. I like so I I do like them I do like them more now as he, as they're you know bringing all those spider universes out and together which is kind of cool. Yeah. Hey, Mike Rogers, Mike Rogers, join us this Friday. Friday, we'll have Friday. Steve Rosen. It'll be Mike, all ooh. Van Halen talk this Friday. Ooh. Except for except for Johnny won't read the book. <laughs> he'll, he'll read well, the I I ordered the book. He has to send me the book. Yeah, yeah. John Johnny know will know the title though. Mike, we, we, we would talk, if we could talk VH. Johnny would talk VH all night if we could. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, Johnny, do I you talk, know? Hold on, I talked about him last night. 
Johnny, put back on the photo of that cover of the book, please. Do you know who that is on the on the front of the cover, Johnny? Yes. Who is that? That's Edward Van Halen. Good enough. Bring the guest on. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be awesome, you guys. So tune in this Friday. So, uh, Johnny, did you enjoy my book? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's uh, weighty. It's weighty. It's very solid. Very solid. Very hardcover. Love it. Very well built. Uh, there's a dust jacket on it to keep uh, dust Lots. off off of the the you know the cover. I mean, you could fake it if you didn't read the book. You could fake it. You could say, "Oh yeah, I like this chapter about Eddie when he met with Roth the first time they met. How cool was that? That was a great yeah. chapter." The problem with that is, is if you run into Dan, if you run into an interview subject um, who's plug, plugging a book and they feel like you haven't read the book, uh, they will make up something in the book to try and see to cut, see if you're full of shit. I'm not kidding. Some authors, some musicians will say, well, yeah, you know, there was that time uh, you probably remember in chapter four when I was in uh, when I was in Topeka and those transvestites ended up in the in the bar. Like you remember that part right before we get on the elevator? Oh yeah, yeah, that was amazing about that. And then they know you're full of shit. <laughs> well, you have to be very, you got to be very careful about how He's you get... try to bullshit your way through uh, an interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of those specific questions. How about that time Eddie Van Halen played at the Killer Whale Show, Johnny? Did yeah. you read that chapter? Oh, that was my favorite. Yeah, and then they find out you're full of shit. <laughs> What's your favorite Bible verse, Johnny? All of them. Uh, well, well, which was your favorite? You know, the one where the guy you know talk to god and the sins and stuff yeah 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 that one uh-huh the one with the ice cream yes the bible verse with the ice cream there's no ice cream in the bible john which bible are you reading i read the king james ben and jerry edition you have to and what you do is if you can you go like 115 pages into the book and that's when you start reading and you find you do that. And then you go like 212 pages into the book and you come up with those two parts and you go, can you talk about that time when you were in Topeka and the transvestites went in the bar and they go, Oh yeah, yeah. that's what they're doing. And then you go back into that part that's on 212. You go, how about that time you were in Amarillo and the bus tire blew out on the highway. And then they tell that story and then they think you've read, you've read the book. So that's the, right. you have to, you have to be the guy in control. If you see, if you're, because if you're the interviewer and you let the subject control the flow of the interview, you're fucked. You're dead. You're dead. Yeah. But when you're, he's going to start quizzing you. Yeah. So you have to take control of it and you have to come up with something that, you know, you talk about that part about when they were in Topeka, when they're in the, the, the bar with the transvestites and they go, well, yeah, that was a part of that. And then you talk about something else related to them that you already know. So you can say, oh, how about that? You know, after you talk about the transvestites in the bar, you go, well, how about that time you guys hired the skydivers to fly into the show and stuff like that? And everybody thought it was you. Oh, yeah. Now he's off. Now they're no longer talking about the book. They're talk now you're in a place where you know what the hell you're talking about. And if they bring something up about it, you're covered. <laughs> so you can find your way to bullshit your way through an interview. Remember, a lot of times now with this thing, I don't know how long Rosen's going to be on. Um, but if he's going to be on the whole show, Johnny, I'd suggest you get somebody to read that fucking book. Johnny, yeah. you need the audio version. Johnny's Just starting listen to, to it while you're driving. Yeah. You know, the audio well, version. I ordered it, and I did grow up reading all his interviews with Eddie. So I uh, do know a few things. Well, then that, so that's what you – well, then you have to be honest with him and go, all right, so, Steve, I just got the book. 
But I do remember that time you interviewed Eddie for guitar for the, for the practicing musician at this point. Now you can mm-hmm. say, and then he can go, well, I talk about that in the book. You go, well, I I look forward to reading that. Now you've at least admitted to him that yeah, you you're being honest at least. But you still know about him. And you know, one of the one I'm not gonna say who the musician was, but it was it's a musician who was a bass player in a very big band. And we had a conversation. And during the conversation, we were, you know, interviewing about certain things that happened in his career. And he mm-hmm. goes, Well, you know, it's kind of like one of those things, you know, when, it's, when guys like us are sitting in a bar, bang, he just said guys like us. Now, now you're talking to a guy who's in a band who considers you an equal. Yeah, he, this guy once doesn't want to talk about you. <laughs> Yeah. A guy who considers you an equal. Dane just ran out to get a copy of the book. And you and you get into that once you get into that level, when you get onto that level and it becomes a conversation, that's yeah. that's when you know you're gonna get some gold. So if you can calm him down and not and not, you know, don't interview him like it's a like a panel, like it's a press conference, just have mm-hmm. conversations, he will open up and give you gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just talk you to know? him very, very down to earth, normal, and you know. And, and and cop to the fact that you haven't read the book. But you're looking forward to it. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm very looking forward to it. Yeah, I just got the book. I didn't have a chance to finish. Uh, you know, I haven't had a chance to read the whole thing. I'm only on chapter three. It's in that package book. behind me. It's. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wanted to do it as an unboxing on Twitch. But I wanted to make sure I had enough viewers before I did it. But then I, I, I got caught up in the game and I, I didn't have time to, to recruit or read your book. <laughs> uh who was it that said it um hold on uh hold on where the fuck was the comment i love the comment oh keith campbell johnny so do you own lotion stock due to the chafing from sitting on the fence so much oh, <laughs> oh. i love that <laughs> thank you keith campbell you know, there, Paulie, there was, do you remember this commercial, this Briar's ice cream commercial with a little kid? This is going back way years ago. This little kid was I'm looking at the, you, John, so I, I may not remember it. Well, as, as I'm a millennial, you'll, right, I understand, yeah. you know, right. senility setting in, sure. but, um, no, you're looking at the, the kid's looking at the Briar's ice cream box and he's trying to pronounce the words, Polly, 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 Polly sorbet 80, Johnny. Oh, and the announcer comes on. Why can't Johnny read? I would love to get that soundbite and play it every time Johnny gets a guest with a book on and says, you didn't read the book? Click. Why can't Johnny read? <laughs> I just got a I just got a production note from uh, executive producer Wayno who says uh, uh, Johnny's not going to be able to get through the book every time he tries to read false flag fucks with his lights. <laughs> Johnny's trying to read. Uh, fuck. Thank you for the notes. We appreciate it. We'll try to do better. Yes. We'll always try to do better. And look, if you're a big boss, you have the right to give us production notes. You've paid for that right. Don't let Johnny tell you otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith Campbell wants to know, why hasn't Johnny gotten the book read first? you know johnny was that kid in school uh has everyone read the assignment mr bean i don't, I don't uh, even um, have the book i don't even have uh, it yet yeah uh, ma'am i didn't get the uh the the, the textbooks for the assignment um mr bean who was your book report on van halen and you read the book um yeah 
Uh, so you won't mind reading the your 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 book report in front of the class. Nope, nope. Uh, <clears throat> um, this is my book report on Edward Van Halen. Edward Ludwig Van Halen was his real name. I really like Edward Edward Ludwig Van Halen. Edward Ludwig Van Halen was a really nice guy. Everyone should listen to Edward Ludwig Van Halen. Edward Ludwig Van Halen was not born in the States, but moved here and lived in Pasadena, California. Edward Ludwig Van Halen played guitar. Edward Ludwig Van Halen was in a band called Van Halen that I liked very much. That's it. 200 words. I remember uh, I heard... Uh, I heard somebody do a promo on a radio station I was listening to online who referred to Edward Wolfgang Van Halen. Like that Wolfgang, no. was, his, Wolfgang was his middle name. I'm like, oh boy. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. That's going to, that's a little hit to the credibility seeds. Oh, Dan, boy. are we bothering you over there? Are you, are you, uh, <laughs> Dan, what do you got going on there? What's going on over there? You want to share? Did you bring it up for everybody? And of, of course, uh, Johnny, as the producer, is, is not focused on Dane. Uh, my buddy that paints guitars, right? Swipe, swipe left. He freaking dropped it or something <laughs> and put a dent on it. Beaver Where's Bangers that? Bonanza. What's that website you're on? Well, tell him to fix it. I'm really sorry I dropped the guitar, man. I'll uh, I'll take 10 bucks off what I, what I, what I charge to paint you. Thank oh, no. Thank you, Buzzy. It's just Rob. Yet. <laughs> Dane's ordering pizza right now. <laughs> Dane's on Domino's website. The lovely Amanda Coombs in the audience. I saw right. symmetry in here. Welcome, everybody. Leave a thumbs up if you haven't, because it only gets worse from here. So you might as well do it now. Uh, uh, ah! Many, yeah, the guitar many... was almost done. He was wet sanding it and buffed it, and he and it fell off the table and got all dented. Oh my god! Was that, that something sucks. for you? Wrong fucking button. There it is. Uh, let me call the client. Um, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just another one of these. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your guitar is coming along. We're a little behind right now, but I'm I'm doing a bang up job on it. <laughs> yeah, relic. Well, how do you feel about relic guitars? I've just decided for no extra charge, I'm going to relic it for you. Is that cool? <laughs> yeah. uh, did you feel it was a little heavy? You, you wanted a little lighter because I can I can shave it down a bit. Yeah. Weight relief. Yeah, way relief. Yeah, uh, you know how Gibsons have like that eight holes in there for the weight relief. Nine. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Hey, everybody! Amanda Coombs in the chat. Yeah, the lovely Amanda Coombs. I'm wow, Amanda Coombs in a while. Some beautiful girls in the chat today. See now you made it. This weird. is. Yeah. <laughs> What's good? Well, since you asked. Uh, cheese pizza, craft macaroni uh, and cheese, sushi, chocolate covered boobies. Again, you made it weird. And yet, I'm being honest, unlike someone who doesn't read a book. Oh, uh, let's see. Hmm. 
Was that something yeah. he was doing for himself or was that for something? No, it's just one of these cheap BC riches that he paints for me as a hobby. <laughs> so that's that's your day. guitar, Dane? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean it I mean some guy gave me the guitar. It was so beat up. It was it's a bronze series. Well, well, it's not, or it's, it's a platinum it's series warlock and my mother's looking at the screen right now. Looks like woodpecker damage. <laughs> <laughs> they get into John's guitars too. Yeah. Uh, uh, has that ever happened? Uh, Have you ever what, 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 to one of your guitars and it was like rusting or, or mildew? If you hang or, it up outside no, on a tree. Not my guitars. Yeah, I mean, what do you what do you think? Well, I'm gone. Like she puts a bird feeder on the back of it. She, she like covers the, the guitar in honey yeah. and uh, and bird seed. Hanging guitars to dry from a tree. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you got a hollow body, you can hang it from a tree and just put the seed inside the sound hole. I guess. Yeah. You know, use the if it's got one of those floating bridges, you can glue it to the bottom of the sound hole so the, the birds can land there and get there. Speaking of sound holes. Um, I uh, I texted the Saturday Night Live crew on was it Sunday that I was at the uh, the uh, music store and and there was a Kramer Farrington sitting up on the wall. Mm. Uh, was it Saturday? Yeah. Or Sunday? yeah, it was Sunday, I think. Yeah, they have a Kramer Farrington at the uh, at the Zia Records on Thunderbird here in Phoenix. If anybody's interested in picking one up, I think it's five ninety nine. It's in good shape. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Those are cool. If, if, if you're into those guitars, it's a it's for those that don't know, it's the Kramer. Uh, thin-bodied acoustic. Kramer? Made out of plastic? Is oh, it the whole back body's plastic? No. No, oh, that's uh, Ovation, you're thinking. Yeah, that's Ovation guitars, yeah. Oh, it's a Farrington, Jerry. It's a Farrington. A Farrington? Hey, Jerry, a he's got a, a Farrington! <laughs> Johnny, bring up a photo of a Farrington. Bring up a photo of, plastic. of Kramer, George, and Jerry. John Biel, send me a photo of a Farrington. You've got Google right in front of you. <laughs> Johnny's playing Grand Theft Auto as we speak. He's doing double duty. Yeah, he doesn't carry out. He tapped out. <laughs> hey, Laz, welcome. <laughs> hey, Laz. Speaking of my my latest uh, GTA, uh, we were we weren't uh, crew we were partner about Seinfeld. <laughs> Laz. Oh. Laz is is jumping in. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did Laz change the color of your lights yet today? <laughs> all right so here's one this isn't the one that that uh that's for sale that's for sale but it's it's they similar. look kind of like this they look a little bit like a strat acoustic there you go oh yeah. show us the back of the guitar well What's they're the they're fairly one? thin too for for it's an not a wooden back i don't think it's a wooden back i believe it is yeah i don't think the, i don't think the i don't think the farringtons are plastic backed not that i know of it might be no they're the, they're the same they're they're, yeah, they're like, it's they're all like yeah it's all wood uh your father used to get wood but that was just when we first got married nah. there's the morning wood i don't know i don't like acoustic guitars i love kramers but i just don't love acoustics Mm -hmm. What if it was pink? 
If it was pink, uh, I, you know, I'd still feel the same way. Make no mistake about it. I, I'm never going to be able to get rid of my pink Ernie Ball music, man, without Mancuda trying to kill me for it. Speaking of killing, uh, I, I see Amanda Coombs talking about protein shakes in the chat. Hmm. She needs protein. Now I'm interested. Now I'm interested. Oh, boy. Oh, Bozik says, uh, Mancuda, you're eventually going to inherit this channel when Johnny quits to play Grand Theft Auto on Twitch full time. Unfortunately for him, only hot chicks making money playing video games on Twitch. <laughs> no, this channel is going to Laz eventually. Oh, look, you Renus has know. some hard wood Johnny for my has mom. a dream. Speaking Don't of wet dreams, Rena, Renus has some hard wood for my mom. <laughs> My mom's wondering right now, get Renus's phone number. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I had I had a I had a great morning with Mama Kuda today. Um, you know, I, I cooked salmon for lunch, you know, and basically, you know, I, I put it in a pan. We have one of those Gotham steel frying pans. You know the ones on the infomercial? The guy's like, got them steel frying pans. Got them steel frying pans. You could scrape it. You could cut it with a knife. You could hammer it with a chisel. You can have an elephant walk all over it. Set it on fire with a blowtorch. This won't melt. This won't scratch. You could beat it across the room. Throw it in the Grand Canyon. Run over it with a tractor. Throw it in a hay baler. Nothing can scratch. Gotham steel cookware. You know those? Those with the... the the coppery looking tops, they're indestructible. Even a diamond won't scratch it. It's the most indestructible pan ever. And of course, there I go frying some salmon. And Mama Kuda walks up. You can't turn it up high. You're gonna burn the pan. You're gonna burn the no, don't and don't use a metal spatula on it. Don't no, don't Call do that. that poor no, thing. You, you, you <laughs> leave it in there. No, don't don't you're gonna damage the pan. I'm telling you, you're gonna damage the pan. Am I the only one? Fish head. You won't see a fish head drinking cappuccino in an Italian restaurant with Oriental women. Yeah, so Mama Dr. Demento. Mama Kuda was uh, very upset in the idea of the possibility that I could scratch the only unscratchable pan in the world. It's amazing. We've covered this in beef gravy and set it off in front of a tank of piranha. Nothing can harm Gotham cookware. Look at us rolling it into a hay baler. Nothing hurts Gotham cookware. You're going to scratch it. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's just great. The day before that, I, I wanted to get a slice of pizza. I had to endure a 40-minute speech of how bad pizza was for me, how pizza's going to kill me. Pizza's the devil's food. And as I walk out the door, well, don't forget to get me a slice. <laughs> Mm -hmm. oh, what Johnny, about vegetarian a, pizza? There, there, as crazy as it sounds, there's a graphic of my mother that usually goes up when uh, when these stories are told. Mm -hmm. I had a fish head showing. Yeah, looking looking for the graphic. 
looking for the graphic. <laughs> ah. There, is. there it is. He was just a little late. Ah. Johnny's not paying attention tonight. He's too busy trying to get a copy of that book online, I'm sure. He's really freaking out about Friday. Yeah, no, the, the countdown's on, Johnny. You've got to live up to that expectation of reading that book. The book I'm report excited. is due on Friday, Johnny. I'm very, Johnny's very going excited. Into, Johnny's going into the bookstore. He's like, um, do you do you have the Cliff's Notes versions of books? Uh, yeah, what, what book are you looking for? Um, we have uh, Hamlet, Othello, um, we have uh, The Great Dictator. Yeah, we, we have all. Uh, what, what are you looking for, sir? Um, uh, the, the life story of David Crosby and um, and uh, <laughs> and that is. guy, <laughs> there he is, not up for a Grammy this year, not up for a Grammy this year. <laughs> Maybe next year. Yeah. Speaking of awards, so the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is taking the vote up through April, the fan vote of who they think should be inducted this year. And um, I'm looking at what they were talking about as far as nominees and stuff. And um, let's see. They have Judas Priest is sixth right now behind the top five. So they're catching up. Just know that the the fan vote counts as one half of one vote. It's not a real thing. But but it helps. It helps. It's a a bullshit thing that the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tries to. Let's not sit there and say that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you voting on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame does anything but acknowledge that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's analytics go up. They don't give a rat's fuck about what you vote for. They're going to induct whoever they want, even those who win the fan voting. Look Look back years. Bands that won the fan voting didn't even make it to the final fucking five inductees. The fan vote means nothing. I'd still True. like to give Judas Priest every opportunity. Not going to happen. You know I, it. I, I, the fan vote. It's just not going to happen. You got Eminem I, I, on the fan voting and fucking Pat Benatar. If you think that any that, that Judas Priest is going to have more votes than Eminem or Pat Benatar, you're fucking hot. Well, no. No, I do not Only think. However, in the MC5. Here's the fan voting standing right now for this year's Rock and Roll Home Fame induction class. First place is Eminem with uh, not the little brown, yellow, and, and that slutty green one, uh, but uh, Eminem, the, the, the rap artist. Uh, he has 141,000 votes so far. Duran Duran. Johnny, have you heard of them? Solo album was. I have. <laughs> okay, there you go. Duran Duran. Johnny's on another call. Boss uh, lag. Duran Duran is uh, 118,000 votes so far. Pat Benatar, 112,000 votes. Dolly Parton, 95,000 votes. Now, here's where it gets interesting. This is where Judas Priest has their chance, okay? Eurythmics, 72,000 votes. Lionel Richie, 66,000 votes. And Judas Priest, 65,000 votes. So they're only about 2,000 votes behind Lionel Richie and a few thousand more and they could beat the Eurythmics. So as they climb up the ladder, I'm putting out the word right now. If you want to see Judas Priest in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, no guarantees, but I personally think it would help if you could vote and you could vote as many times as you want up through April 
to get Judas Priest past Lionel Richie, Lionel Richie and the Eurythmics, who are really kind of neck and neck with him. See how I Lionel, Meanwhile, Lionel's going, hello, is it me of voting for? James Lyle, you I'm your terrible lover. James Lyle, and I'm screaming for vengeance. James what? Lyle asks, "What does a rapper have to do with rock and roll? Rap has always been part of rock and roll." Ah, oh, don't get me started. It has. It is Sorry. not. Delta Rocket Eighty Eight is a rap. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is a rap. The Devil Went Down to Georgia is a rap. Subterranean is a rap. Rhyme. It's different. It's different. Nope. It's different. If you it's different. It, a lot, a lot of songs have rhyming lyrics without being rap. That's just rhyming not, lyrics. It's not about rhyming lyrics. It's about a cadence. It's about a delivery. It's about a, a delivery to a delivery. A delivery to sampled music is rap. Nope. Delivery to, to music that's being played is 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 rock. But nope, incorrect. Well, look, agree it's to disagree. Boys, I don't think we are able to even talk about it. Oh, Eminem is white. What are you talking yeah, about? No, exactly. no, right. What do you What do you think he has a rich chocolatey center? He's not a real Eminem. He's Eminem. It's not about race. Yeah, roll the bones is a rap. All hell's breaking loose is a rap. We're gonna We're gonna disagree, Paulie. Okay. How about row 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 your boat gently oh. down the stream? <laughs> Blow, Merrily, blow, Merrily, blow Merrily, my cock. Hey, guys. Life is but a dream. God, is that you? Hey, guys. Lord? Lord? <laughs> God? It's not, it's not working. Don't worry about it, Johnny. Don't worry about it. Blow, oh, blow, blow not my not cock. Here. Pump me till I scream. Yeah, it's only like five seconds. Rub my rod and blow my wad. Fill you full of cream. See, I told you. What's going oh, okay. on? Who is it? Huh? <laughs> what's going on? Are we having technical issues? What? What's he was going to ask. He was going to ask a question. He was going to ask who? a question. Who is yep. that? That was Kurt with a, with a C. Well, why, why don't you put him on the air? He just right, hung up. Campbell, who do you love? Everything by Bo Diddley is a rap. It's not a rap. It is a rap. Who it's not a rap. It is a rap. It's all that that vocal style has existed since scat jazz, which is where rock and roll came from. It all comes Since from Scott Play. No, you're full of all, full of shit. From, like Scott Play. African rhythmic chanting without instruments. It's something that we've done since day one. We stole the style. They stole it back. And now you're mad about it. No, rap is different than rock. No, it's not. Just as Hello. I walk forty seven miles of barbed wire. Yep. I got a cold mistake for a necktie. Yep. That is not rap. Come on. It is rap. It's absolutely rap. Well, since my baby Johnny, left me. It's Keith. Hey, Keith. Paul yep. says that's not rap. It's absolutely rap. Or Paul no, he says, says it is rap. rap. I... Yeah. I know he knows it's rap. Yep. I know. We, we've had this discussion, but yep. I can't talk about it on Facebook. I'm banned. <laughs> yep. No, it's oh. all rap. Oh, I'm in jail. <laughs> Subterranean Homesick Blues by Bob Dylan is rap. But I, I get I get Paul. I get him. I, I totally agree with him. It's been going on since the blues have been invented. Yep. It's always been there. Blues it's, is not rap either. Yes, it is. See, rock, it's and, not. Roll is, rock and roll is Would a everybody else agree? Rock, rock, rock derived from the blues. 
Rapped mm-hmm. rap did not derive as, as yes, a form of rock. Yes, it is. It's always it's been not. a form of rock. It's always been a form of rock. That heartbreak hotel is a rap. You can disagree all you want. Just like every song with a certain meter, like 575 is a haiku. Anything written in a 575 syllabic pattern is a haiku. Anything written with the same meter is now, a rap. Like the hip-hop the cadence. And, yes, and uh, gets the ball. love for Mama Kuda. <laughs> Mama Kuda loves the audience. And awesome. Aerosmith run DMC proves that, right? Well, All right. Well, Thank no. you, man. I mean, shit, Subterranean right. Homes Take care, is a rap. Rocket Goodbye. 88 is a rap. Hot Rod Lincoln is a rap. All those old, I mean, no, Jesus Christ. Uh, um, Jesus Christ is old. <laughs> Whoa, Black Betty. That's, that's also a rap. Johnny, put up a survey. Do you think do you think rap and rock are the same thing? They are survey. the same. They've always been part of they they've always been synonymous with each other. The idea that people can say the Red Hot Chili Peppers are a rock band or Faith No More is a rock band. Jesus Christ, uh, All Hell's Breaking Loose is a rap. I disagree. Uh, you can disagree all you want. You're wrong. I don't, I don't consider the Beatles rap artists. Well, it's a funny that you say that because it was 20 years ago today. Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play. That's, That's a, a rap. rap. It's a rap. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's lyrics that are rhyming. Oh, come on. It's the delivery. Ra- rap is play. Rap is played <laughs> over a sampled beat of music. It's not different. True. It wasn't. Different. It wasn't always. Gangs, gangsters, Paradise, gangsters Paradise is a song with instrumentation. The Beatles do intergalactic. They play music. They're playing their instruments and they're rapping over it. What the where the music comes from has not. And as a matter of fact, Run DMC started rapping over rock fucking songs. Yes, they no, sample. No. They sample. Right. The music. Yes, has, they take samples. Music has not. The music where the music comes from has nothing to do with the musical style. You can play country music on an electric guitar. You can play country music on a banjo. It's still fucking country music. All right, I want you to go down south and and tell a country artist that he's a rap artist. That, well, Jesus, the devil went down to Georgia is a rap. That's not a rap song. Oh, come on. It's absolutely a rap. That's it's not a story. Oh, It's a style of storytelling. It's like beat poetry. Yeah, style style of so- of storytelling is rap is one thing, rock is another, country is another, thrash is another. They're the same thing. It's that meter, the same it's meter. It's segments, it's different types of music. Every limerick sounds the same, right? And why uh, is that? Well, limer- a limerick is a, is a structure of what five lines? No, you're thinking of a haiku, but a limerick. No, uh, I'm not thinking uh, of a haiku. Limerick, yeah, but but the, the, but the lyrical uh, meter. No, five. Limerick is five. Five lines. All right. There's no. That's a limerick. Yeah, it was twenty years. Five lines. Hey, Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play. It fucking Run DMC sang those. So what is that? A limerick? Are the Beatles writing limericks? It's a no. Rap is a lyrical meter. It's a lyrical meter, and everything that meets that lyrical meter is rap. Yeah, you're generalizing and saying every music is rap. That's not no, true. No, I'm not. Not saying every music is rap. What I'm saying you're is say- rap has always been part of rock. That doesn't mean that all rock Disagree. and rap are the same. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm a- not wrong. You're absolutely wrong. 
Not wrong. It's a grammatical <laughs> fucking. It's a fact. It's a. Meter. It's not a fact. It is a me. It's it's. Iambic pentameter, right, is a poetic meter. Everything written in iambic pentameter is iambic pentameter. No matter what you fucking write, it's always five is always five. Any three-lined poem that goes five seven five is a haiku because it's based on the syllabic meter of the song or of the poem. So anything that meets a specific meter in music is technically, rap is a vocal delivery, not a music. Yes. Right. And so, since my baby left me, I found a new place to dwell. It's down at the end of Lonely Street at Heartbreak Hotel. It's a fucking rap. Now, you, now you're rapping a, a, div, a song. Now you're doing it in a rap <laughs> style. A fucking, no, it meets the same meters. What's the difference between? It was 20 years because ago. Because one is a style. No, it's a yes, it's a style. It's a vocal meter. It's a vocal delivery. Oh, come John. on. It come is. On. It is. I, I, I'm not I'm not even getting this. This one's this one's too silly for me. It is. It's a fucking, it's the vocal meter. Let, let's see how our survey is going. How's the survey going, Johnny? <laughs> Johnny. Johnny Bean. He's a John arguing uh-huh. on this, this rap thing. Uh-huh. Paul is wrong. John is right. Okay, we got one vote for, how so? for John Mancuda. How so? He wants to know how so. Oh, my God, this... I, I don't care what the whole limerick bullshit rap is crap. It's not rock. <laughs> right. Aerosmith songs right. aren't rap. It's just, right. okay. no, it's crap. There you go. There you go. That's, that's okay. an opinion. That's an opinion. Backed okay. up. Look, I like some rap music, but it's a different style than rock. You can't tell it's, me. You're... It's a vocal meter. Come on, man. It's a vocal meter. I'm not. It's a vocal meter. So you, you'll you'll look in the rap section and you'll see Chris, Christine 16. No, no, because Christine 16 is not a rap, but all hell's breaking loose is. I, I'm I'm disagreeing. Well, hold on. Let's think about that. Christine 16. Christine 16. No. See, because the lyric is da-da-da-da-da. That's the vocal melody, right? The difference between I'm the king of rock, there is none higher. Sucker MCs can call me sire. 20 years ago today, Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play. It's a it's a fucking meter. It's just like a waltz. Soul to squeeze from the red hot chili peppers is a waltz because it meets a time signature. Any yeah, vocal one, delivery. Two, three, one, two, right. three, one, two, three. Right. And so Johnny's in the basement working for the government. <laughs> that fucking that that is lyric, that where Johnny went? Yeah. That lyric from Subterranean <laughs> Homesick Blues is no different than we didn't start the fire. And it's no different than than uh it's the end of the world as we know it by REM. They're all raps because L the look at the, line... look at what the original Power Mutant put. Rap is defined a type of popular music of US black origin in which Words are recited rapidly and rhythmically over a pre-recorded, typically electronic, instrumental backing. Right. And what do you think rock and roll is? Playing instruments and singing. Really? Rock yes. Is, rock and roll is a type of popular music of U.S. black origin. 
where words are recited rhythmically over primarily instrumental. Rock, rock came from the blues, they which all, was also singing came, against they, instruments. It all came from African tribal music, John. It all I, came from that. And then the blues and jazz and African tribal music and world rhythms and reggae, all of that shit melded together and became rock and roll. Rock and roll is a fucking mutt. Rock rock and roll in general can generalize a lot of styles of rock and roll you can call certain things rock and roll rap is rap <laughs> rap is rap it's a different rock rap. and roll is a lot of different styles of rock and roll so it maybe no, no, there is. well heavy there. heavy metal is is rock yes hard rock heavy metal aor and what is and, and what is but it's also metal. it's rap also blue not. it's also blues rap is not rap is not Yes, it There's is. Some portions of country can be rock. Right. And so can rap. That's the point. I, the I don't I don't see it. I disagree firmly. Clyde Stubblefield from James Who? Brown. James Brown's drummer, Clyde Stubblefield, the sound of the funky drummer, is the back from most fucking rap stuff. And, and Bobby Chouinard, who played drums for Billy Squire, is the most sampled beat in hip-hop. Those are rock beats. They have always been intertwined. Ted Sanchez says, cats drink milk, I drink milk, therefore I eat cat food. Facts. No, no, that's not the same. Not all rap is rock. Not all rock is rap, but they are absolutely part of each other. Rap and rock have always walked hand in hand, just like jazz and rock, classical and rock, blues and rock. They've all... <laughs> They all walked hand in hand forever. Rock is the ultimate mutt. Yeah, I I just I disagree. Well, look, rock rock music in general is a mutt of a lot of types of rock. Rap is not one of them. Okay, it's not. Question: Why isn't rap part of rock? If country can be part of rock, certain country, very certain Uh country. Uh, certain country (laughs) certain country am i saying there is not a rap song that can be played over uh live guitars and live instrumentation no there can be there has been Mm -hmm. there are examples of genres crossing as a general whole rap is rap rock is rock you're missing what i'm saying yes they are different styles of music but they are intertwined and always have been. They has always been. Listen to Rocket 88 by Ike Turner, generally considered the very Wait, first. Wait, is, is that Ike smack my Tina up Turner? Yes. That yes. guy? Okay. It, that right. same guy. Ike Turner wrote a song with a guy named Jackie Brenson called Rocket 88, which is generally considered the first acknowledged rock and roll song. It's a rap. Rock Around the Clock by Bill Haley and the Comets is a fucking rap. It's good not golly, a rap. Good golly, Miss Molly is a rap. Blueberry Hill is a rap. No, isn't there not. an argument though? When songs. you're a rap is vocally where you're you're talking basically. No, One thing not. I don't well, know you, why you say it doesn't yes, even in, matter. In general, da- singing is in, in general, Dane, you're right. But David Lee Roth has talked also or right. talked sing. But yeah. but I, I in general, you're right because rap is a talking at a certain pace over a laid down track of beats usually sampled from something else. 
There you go. Han 36 solo now says grunge is classical. There you are. That sums it up. There are classical elements in grunge music. Yes. There's garbage in grunge music. Grunge is now can can be considered classic. It's considered classic. Yeah. So can the so so can the, the the civil war be considered classic? I'm not saying that all rap and rock are the same. I'm saying that rap has always been part and a fundamental element of rock based on the rhythmic meter of the vocal delivery. It's part of it. I don't understand why we accept that Blondie and we accept that George Thorogood and we accept that Elvis and we accept that that Jerry Lee Lewis, but there was a turning point. Because right they're singing and they're playing instruments. They're not singing. That they're shouting. Sure, they are. Uh huh. Vocal delivery. Rhyme, rhythmic, rhythmic speech. speech. Mm-hmm. Not singing. Speech. Right, but but rhythmic speech is singing. No. Dang, sure, it is. No, it's not. No, it's not. I don't know. Back in the day, if I was auditioning for a band and I went in and just spoke all the words, they'd be like, "No, dude, you ain't got the." There's you 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 go ask LL Cool J and Fat Joe if they're uh, if they're rock and roll artists or are they rap artists, and they'll tell you you they are. They'll tell you. They'll tell you they're rap artists. Well, here's part of the argument: is you know the old blues stuff and all that was. You're absolutely right. Old she blues is where machine. is where rock derived from. She right, there's the old blues. Machine. It she turned into rock. Machine. She was the best damn woman that I'd ever seen. That's a fucking rap. It's a rap. But then, no, but then the actual, the actual phrase, the actual word rap didn't start to come around until the '80s. So it seemed like a new thing because we had never heard of rap was a new thing. in the seventies. Back when we were, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was. It was new as far as being mainstream. But, but it, it had always. It, it's been around for decades. It's always, been there. it's always been there. But before Jam Master J, what rap? That's did right, you all hear? Dave. That's <laughs> <laughs> you all, Dave. All right, Johnny. Let's look at the survey. What are the survey results right now? Where are they at? Sixty-three percent no, no, no. What are the other percentages? Twenty-seven percent. Who cares? Ten percent. Yes, ten percent agree with you, Paulie. All right, you're all wrong. No, <laughs> no. Well, ninety percent. Ninety percent is wrong. You're take, all wrong. Take, take a music. Take a music theory class. Well. Paul was that kid in, in social studies, and they said, um, okay, well, uh, we came uh, to America, uh, 1492, <laughs> Columbus discovered. No, because people were in America, indigenous people, so they already discovered America. And they were rapping. The, well, yeah. well, wait a minute. And those are rock artists, huh? What? They're playing drum beats and rapping over it. You know, John, you just you just inadvertently made my point. You can't discover a country that's that people already live in. You've just made my fucking point. Listen, if you're in the forest and you say that rap is rock and nobody hears you, are you still wrong? <laughs> no, because rap is rock. Rap is not rock. Yes, it is. It's always anyway. Anyway, look, always coming full coming full circle, and thank you, Keith Campbell. Coming full circle. Uh, please vote for Judas Priest in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Let him leave Lionel Richie in the dust. Let him beat the Eurythmics. I- I'd rather see <laughs> Judas Priest in the uh, 
in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, even though Lionel I Richie? hate the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hello, hello, is it me that's rapping? He's now? way bigger than Judas Priest, man. Way bigger. Yeah, I'd still rather see Judas Priest in there. And he's still You're relevant, right. too. Don't even get me started Why? on Judas Priest versus the Eurythmics. No, but here's Three the thing. Three times a lady. Johnny, here's what, here's what I'll bring out a good point. Lionel Richie absolutely belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of the Commodores, but not as a solo artist before Judas Priest. Judas Priest are a, are a foundational, fundamental cornerstone of heavy metal music, and as such deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Lionel Richie is a solo artist. But when he was in the Commodores, the Commodores basically are the evolution of the... I agree with that. And, all, and, and the Four Tops and all that doo-wop. The Commodores, absolutely uh, fundamental in the changing of the flow. See, to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, to me, there has to be music before and music after. You know what I mean? Like, you have to have made some sem some sort of a... It's a contribution. Um, a contribution that changes yeah. or a cultural impact that is such... Like, for example, Kiss didn't do anything new. Kiss basically took what the Beatles did and made it a little bit louder. But well, you know, I beg to differ with you, Paul. <laughs> we actually were groundbreaking in a lot of, lot no. of forms of entertainment for the fans. What Kiss did do was change the culture, the pop culture. They changed the world. They were a massive phenomenon. Musically, they didn't change music. They just wrote good songs and had a fucking phenomenal stage show. Judas Priest changed music. Judas Priest took what Black Sabbath was doing and Iron Maiden was doing and Blue Cheer and Blue Oyster Cult and to a lesser degree Kiss because they came later. But Judas Priest was part of that. Lionel Richie was just a great solo artist. He was a great solo artist, but he doesn't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a solo artist before Judas Priest goes in. There's a certain level of, of, uh, uh, of succession that should be there. There are certain bands like Devo should have been in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame long before Nine Inch Nails. Because Devo, without Devo, you don't get Nine Inch Nails. I actually have to agree with Lee Safko. If it weren't for Kiss, there wouldn't be any Beatles. <laughs> Gene discovered the Beatles. Gene, didn't you say you discovered the Beatles recently? Take that rap thing down. Right, for a nominal fee. I was willing Let's to move on. No rap. So, poor... Paul, well, uh, of course, Paul Stanley, uh, I, I am the original Paul that everyone's referring to when they say Paul was the greatest frontman ever. But, you know, there's there's Paul McCartney, who Gene discovered when he was with Wings, which was before the Beatles. It's true. Johnny is so bad with camera work today. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for him to turn to Paul. He goes on me. He goes on Dane. It's there like, he is. There we go. Gene, what do you think? I uh, I would say a street hustler comes up to me and I'm walking down the street minding my own business. And he looks me up and he looks me down and he says, hey man, what be this and what be that? And why you got to look like that? And I just looked at him and I said, hey man, I am cool. I am the breeze. No, no, he was rapping at you. He was rapping at you. He wanted you to represent him. Look, you're not gonna be you're not you're not gonna be Dolly Parton, but we can we can go after the Eurythmics and and Lionel Richie. Okay, well, so I, yeah. I want I want everyone out here to vote every day for Judas Priest in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Why is Nine Inch Nails actually in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Who That's the what fuck I want to know. No. Because 
because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is run by Jan Wenner and the asshole hipster doofus douchebags at Rolling Stone magazine. It has no credibility whatsoever. It's a private endeavor brand that was set up to be the arbiter of cool. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has no credibility whatsoever. But if you're going to argue the merits of historically relevant artists, that's going to be the, the focal point of it. It's just as legitimate as any other cool club, the cool kids club. And to be honest with you, bands that don't get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like the Sex Pistols for a long time and Black Sabbath for a long time, there's something to be said for that. Rock and roll is not, a, or music is not a competition. Like what you like, enjoy what you want. If you think that Enough's Enough is a Hall of Fame band in your fucking mind, then Enough's Enough is a Hall of Fame band in your mind. They don't need a little fucking statue to prove that. But I prefer I prefer Enough's Enough more than half the people in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I would like, yes. I mean, I would like, I would like, you know, there are a lot of artists that I think deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that aren't. Why isn't, I mean, if we're going to talk about, why isn't Willie Nelson in the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? He is everything rock and roll. Why is he, David he, Crosby in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Here's David Crosby. Here's the thing. David Crosby's <laughs> in multiple times. David <laughs> Crosby's in, he's in multiple fucking times. That's so weird. Too many times. It There's really can happen in here. Yeah, you're absolutely right, High Watt Steve. It's a but poorly exactly clear. It's it's that's the exactly. weird part about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is it gives credibility to a small group of people. <sighs> it's like getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. You know, you don't get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame because you've earned it. You get it because somebody made a donation to the Hollywood Walk of Fame committee and they sponsored you and it was voted on and somebody goes yes we'll take their fifty thousand dollar donation let's give them a fucking star <laughs> it's not because you're talented it's because you lobbied for it it's like any other fucking popularity contest and that's why eminem who is a fucking fantastic rapper he's excellent he does great shit for what he does but that's why eminem is crushing judas priest who are a far more important act when it comes to music Hip-hop existed before Eminem. He's great at it, but guys like fucking Eric B. and Rakim and Cool Moe D and Cool Herc and Grandmaster Flash, and there's like a, a dozen fucking LL Cool J. There are a dozen MCs that I can name before Eminem that should go in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But because he's a popular artist, he's going to crush Judas Priest because that's how it works. It's a fucking, it's the cool kids club. It's the people that you sat across from in the lunchroom that were their cool kids click. It's the mean girls, it's the jocks. It's that whole fucking thing. That's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's a bunch of goofs that got a modicum of power that now determine what is considered cool and what's not. Wait, Fuck was them. that the, was, was that photo just the head of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Is that him? Yeah. Is that who determines who gets in? Because I, I think I know Rock that guy. But that's what it is. It's, it's just a cool kids club. There's no credibility to it whatsoever. That said, if you're going to say what artists deserve, the public should be able to, the fan vote should count. But it doesn't. They don't give a shit about the fans. And look, I agree, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious So let's five burn it down. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely be in the, in the Rock and Roll Hall fan. Because when you change music, like yeah. Devo and like Kraftwerk did. Bands like the Eurythmics and the Thompson Twins and Thomas Dolby and Herbie Hancock and fucking... Well-named. And, yeah. And Lincoln oh, Park. Fuck. And Lincoln Park and Nine Inch Nails and Faith No More. None of those bands exist without bands like Kraftwerk and Devo. They fucking set the stones on the foundation of that electronic music fucking pyramid. And so if you're going to put... If you're going to put Nine Inch Nails in, you have to have Devo in there. 
It's like saying, it's like saying you made liquid without water. You have to have something. You can't make you can't make any sort of a drink without water. Water is an essential fucking part of it. And those bands are the water that make up the mixed drink. Speaking of liquid, did I mention that John wets his bed still? <laughs> uh, just just saying. Uh. Rock Daddy in the chat says he thinks that the Whiskey Dogs, my band, should start vote now for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Fame, the yeah. Whiskey Dog. Yeah, the Hall of Fame. Put my band in there. This is the, the same. Fam. This is the same Whiskey Dogs that I heard from the bass player yesterday <laughs> from his mouth. The only reason why people come see our band is because we have a hot chick playing guitar. Our our singer, drummer, and I bring nothing to the table. I believe that was his quote. that was the quote that he gave me yesterday. One reason why we come see just because we have a hot chick playing guitar. We bring nothing to the table. I would go see an act playing a hot chick uh, with a hot chick playing guitar. Yeah, <laughs> that would that would bring me in the door. Absolutely, no doubt there. Uh, is Stephen Franklin? Are you asking to explain ABBA to you? Uh, ABBA gets in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because they are musical superstars from Norway. That's why. Because they're the biggest musical act from a certain country, which is why it's it's it bums me out that Scorpions aren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Is there a bigger Scorpion! band? Is there a bigger why, why, from... why am I on camera when Paulie is talking? What? Why why aren't Scorpions in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? They've been around for fucking almost 60 years. They are the biggest band ever to come out of Germany. If you I mean that I mean if you, you should get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame if you're the most famous musical act from your fucking nation. Yeah. I think that, I think that counts. I think if you're the biggest, like, if if you can say, if somebody says, name one German rock band, everybody says Scorpions. First okay. fucking name. It's the only, for some people, it's the only German band they know. And by the way, uh, Michael B. asks, John, do you share a bed or does Mama Kuda do your laundry? Um, well, different thoughts. Ne neither. Mama Kuda's just very observant. <laughs> well, I knew there was a bedwetting problem when I'm downstairs watching TV and I'm like, oh, God, it's starting to drizzle. Wait, I'm in the living room. What, John? <laughs> yeah. Yostinator, it's a good point. Def Leppard and Bon Jovi opened the door for for uh, Duran Duran to get in. I would say probably Duran Duran, this is the weirdest thing. This is how it comes circle. Duran Duran were the first MTV. Circle jerk. M Duran Duran were the first MTV darling band. They were certainly made stars because they were photogenic and they wrote pop songs and, 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 and were huge on MTV. And they opened the door for bands like, by, like Def Leppard and Bon Jovi, who were also MTV darling bands. MTV was absolutely instrumental in all of those bands' success. Duran Duran came first, opened the door for Bon Jovi and Def Leppard, who were way more successful, and then the circle comes around. And because, and by the way, Thomas Dolby played on Def Leppard records. So there's that, there's that integration of, of synth pop and new wave and, and computer-generated alternative dork music making heavy metal or a new wave of British heavy metal in the Def Leppard case, uh, palatable for the masses. All of that shit is so incestuous. It's it's amazing. Music is fucking awesome. Blinded me awesome. with science. Great song. Science. Great fucking song. Thomas Dolby played on Foreigner Four. Thomas Dolby played on Def Leppard's Hysteria and Pyromania. Thomas Dolby is one of those guys that's sneaky. 
Sneaky has found well, his he does, way. He into does some studio. Of our he music. does studio stuff. He does studio yeah. stuff. But other than blinding me with science, how many Thomas Dolby songs do you know? Uh, I know a lot, but I'm a nerd. All right, but I mean, I'm a nerd too. But all, all I could think of is, "Good heavens, Nakam- Miss Nakamoto, you're beautiful." He had a huge song called "Hyperactive" too in the late '80s. That was that was all over MTV. And I know song one of our submarines is missing. Which is another big. I'll hit. bet I know where it is, knowing Thomas Dolby. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, there, there are there are guys that there are guys that have done these things that have contributed to you know the history of music um, that will never get noticed by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because they don't meet the cool kids' acceptance. Todd Rundgren, great example, of Hellstorm. Todd Rundgren has done a bunch of shit. You know, um, um, what's his name from uh, the guy that does all the Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How many fucking theme songs has that guy written? Rock songs. Plus, he was in Oingo Boingo. Uh, Dan New Jersey. Slick? I was so surprised to see how much stuff Earl Slick has done in his career. Yep, because, another, you know, you got the Earl Slick. Say he's got his own guitar brand out. I have a famous Earl Slick guitar. And he did like 10 albums with uh, David Bowie. All kinds of stuff. Earl Slick, nobody talks about him. He's been super busy his whole career. Dan of New Jersey says Bruce Springsteen opened the door for Bon Jovi. I disagree, Dan of New Jersey. Uh, I believe it was, um, I believe it was Dougie Fresh opened the door for Bon Jovi as another uh, as another rock artist. It it was actually Star Wars that opened the door for Bon Jovi. Uh, Probably because John Bon Jovi sang on a Star Wars holiday record in 1980. It's true. That was that wasn't the Star Wars holiday record. What are you talking about? Keep in mind, yeah. keep, keep in mind that uh, John Bon Jovi's brother also worked for Cashbox magazine. I believe it was Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi sang on a holiday record for a um, a, ra- a, a a radio station, but not not Star Wars. What did it have to do with Star Wars? No, it, there was a Star Wars holiday record. And and John was like was like the janitor at the studio or something. John John Bon. No, that was the radio state. That was the radio station holiday record. The radio station. No, I had it. I had it. There's a Star Wars holiday record with John Bon Jovi on it. Yes. Star Wars tied in. Yep. As in, like Wookie holiday special Star Wars. Wookie, if a Wookie had a cookie. Uncle Lumpy. True. You're my Somebody favorite red Wookiee, Uncle Lumpy. <laughs> Chris Bevan. To answer your question, Chris Bevan, Beastie Boys. <laughs> Beastie Boys play instruments. They actually started out as a hardcore band. They were a hardcore punk band. Used to play Thursdays at CBGB's. They're all outstanding musicians. Uh, you can also talk about Confrontation Camp. Another rap band that plays their own instruments. Faith No More raps. Red Hot Chili Peppers. There are a bunch of bands that play their own instruments that play that style of music. Yeah, Christmas in the Stars. Everyone terrible. Mm -hmm. There it is. Yep. And and somewhere out there, there's a talking hip hop and and Adidas sneakers uh, stream talking about how alien guns and enough enough suck the big one. So the big one. The big one. Oh, John, the big one. A whole bag of dicks. Oh, a whole bag. (laughs) Grab bag. Let's see. 
album star wars album entitled christmas in the stars mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. john bon jovi that's his that's his uh i did not i did not know that it had anything to do with star wars uh, i know it originated from that radio station he worked at and that's where he recorded it during his downtime i did not well, know was, it had was, anything to do with star wars he was a janitor at the at the recording studio that and, i remember that i know what he would do is he would work the third shift and when bands that were scheduled to come in um didn't that had show up and canceled he would use that time to record his demos Right, and I remember that. He knew that. If there was blocked out time for an artist and they had to cancel and that studio time wasn't sold, in exchange for working at the studio, uh, the engineers would let him record his demos. Which that is, I by remember. the way, fucking brilliant. I had no, no idea this had anything to do with Star Wars, though. I, I, knew, I knew literally basically what, what you just read off. I did not know it had anything to do with Star Wars. This is news to me. I just discovered this today o'clock wow. you're today years old i'm today years old this <laughs> when i discovered that chris bevan that i'm not wrong they, 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 the um beastie boys were a hardcore band they were absolutely a hardcore band i have the demos i can grab the cd if you'd like Paul, do you have this uh, the Star Wars Christmas with the Stars album? I do not because I'm not a nerd. I am, <laughs> and I don't have it. No, I, I have it. it. I know you I do. Want, I want it. it. Never seen that I, one. I, I now, now I want one. Now I totally want one. I did not know it had anything to do with Star Wars. I knew it was a promotional album. I had no idea it was related to Star Wars. But hey, I love John Bon Jovi. I love Bon Jovi in general. They're great. One of one of the greatest eighties bands ever. Nobody has worked harder Truly. than John Bon Jovi. He's he's unbelievable. No, he's fin- and he's a good person, and you know, does a lot of charity work, and um, I mean, he's just he's just a good guy, really is. Anyway, um, speaking of doing good work, I, and and well, first let me give the the clue to today's show and tell guitar because a couple of people asked while we were uh, debating rock versus rap. Uh, today's show and tell guitar, the clue is it's something to do with Kiss, but not what you think. So there you go, very mysterious, but very cool show and tell guitar today. Something to do with Kiss but not what you think. Something to do with Kith. I hope we're getting our nominal fee. Gene, make sure we get our nominal fee. In cash. Gotta be in cash. We'll we'll accept Kith's cryptocurrency with a K. That's an interesting, uh, interesting analogy, Mad Dog. John Bon Jovi is the Tom Brady of music. You're absolutely right. Not very, not the most talented guy. Um, not the greatest Brady of 80, 80s metal music. 80s. He's music. the goat. He's he's John John Bon Jovi has become the biggest hairband artist on the planet. You could argue it, but you'd be wrong. He's done what he's done what no other hairband has done, and that is he remained relevant through all of it and is still playing stadiums. Mm-hmm. It's fucking stunning. I mean, it's John Bon Jovi, Def Leppard and everyone else. Those are the only two bands that have been able to, and I was really weird. I was weirded out by Def Leppard because like 25 years ago, Joe Elliott said, Def Leppard is queen. 
we're, we're, we're everything, we're as big and we're as great as Queen was. And I said, you are fucking high. And then 30 years later, he's right. Def Leppard is as big as Queen. They're legendary English bands. When Def Leppard did the song Rocket, and they actually put themselves in the same category as the bands that came before them, the Beatles, the Stones, Queen, the glam bands, T-Rex, Mott the Hoople, David mm-hmm. Bowie. They put that, that song Rocket was a tribute to all of those bands that had come before them. And they were basically saying, hey, this is what we are. We're not just a hair band. Thank you, love. We're a legendary band. And holy shit, they fucking, they became everything that they claimed they were. And it's, it's what about it's, Joe's vocal? How, how's he doing? Sorry, Han Solo. I missed, missed it. Is he well, still he a does, good singer? Uh, he sings falsetto. Uh, and that's a tough thing to do after 40 years, but. Um, he still sounds as good as he's going to sound. Plus, again, he's he's got vocal enhancement now. They've got people don't care. People don't care if you use background tracks anymore. If you use sampled vocals, they've got past to that point. Peep smiling, Dane. Of course, <laughs> lost. We have we have spammers. We're trying to get rid of. Sorry, Han Solo. Somebody <laughs> hit the wrong button. Han, he's here. He's here to get uh, a copy of that Star Wars Bon Jovi track. I have it. It's awful. I want it. You want you want to get rid of it, Johnny? Do you have it? Do you have it on record or uh, or cassette? yeah, record? You want to get rid of it, Johnny? It's on record. I'll look you for it. To... I'll see if I can find it. Bon Jovi even came this close to being like a country artist for a while there. When yes. country was so big in the early two thousands. Are you, are you kidding me? Fucking Wanted Dead or Alive is a fucking country song today. What was the hit that he had? That's a great in song. Great song. Blaze of, uh, Blaze of Glory is, it, is the one you're thinking of. Which what was John's song? last hit song that he's had? Uh, he had, a, I mean, he's had some, bon, some everything lot. that Bon Jovi does as a band is a John solo song essentially now because Sambor is gone. Well, remember, mm-hmm. they're also they're also all for hire, you know? Right. Um, it's an interesting thing because um, Leo Safko was pointing out he loves the three Def Leppard, first Def Leppard albums, but they lost me after Pour Some Sugar on Me. Huh. Pour Some Sugar on Me. Pour Some Sugar on Me. It's a rap. <laughs> there it is. And, that, and, and Dane's holding up his kidney. Yes. Um, <laughs> those, guys have been, those guys have been something, man. The, the, the Bon Jovi guys, again, um, hard work. Hard work, perseverance, guys that they've, nobody has worked harder than John Bon Jovi. And the cool thing is he gives back the whole fucking, you know, the, the pantries that he has, yeah. you know, the, the soup the restaurants, all the, all the philanthropy that he does. I mean, Jesus Christ, good human. Did being. he really have to kick his bass player out? Was that guy really <laughs> that bad where you had to kick the guy out? Yes. He was a fucking cokehead. Yes. <laughs> he was a fucking drug addict and he couldn't, Dru- he was unreliable. Coke is an amazing thing in ruining bands, he, Dan. He was an unreliable member of the team. If you've got, I somebody- didn't know any of that. I just heard that when he, I heard, oh, he's fine in the studio, but when you get him out on the road, he's a little inconsistent. Because because they don't allow yeah, cocaine in the studio. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> if you've got somebody that's not pulling their own weight, you got to fucking replace them. It's a business. Yeah, bands are bands are a machine. Alex John sucks. Wayno was there. <laughs> wow. Wayno was, oh, was there the night we did a No Bozos jam. 
um, at the uh, at the channel in Boston, and Alec John sucks is on stage um, with Ron Young from Little Caesar. Uh, Eric Singer is playing drums, and my buddy Gino from Mass is playing guitar. And I walk over to Gino on stage while they're playing Bad Company, and I go, "Hey, Gino, isn't this fucking cool? You're on stage with you know the guy from Bon Jovi." Guy looks at me, goes, "This guy can't fucking find a D. It's a D. What the fuck is wrong with that?" And I go, "Gino, I can't play guitar." He goes, "Why am I talking to you?" And walked away. Bueno <laughs> was there. It's fucking hilarious. We watched Alex on such all fucked up not able to play bad companies can't either is either can't get enough or the song bad company and tico torres was there too yeah who looked like mini me i think earl slick i'm on this earl slick kick but i think he did a little caesar album maybe <clears throat> yeah he also did a great record Could be. he also did a great record with uh slim jim phantom and lee rocker called phantom rocker and slick that's right fucking fantastic album let me show you the guitar I got. Of course. We knew this was coming. He's not going to sell it. So, kids, don't Never even for the phone number. Never yeah, I wanted to talk about Chris Holmes and his cancer diagnosis. But no, Dane, we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about this guitar. <laughs> Just remember, every minute you talk about this guitar takes money out of Chris Holmes' uh, cancer okay. fund that we're going to talk about. But go ahead. Can't drive 55. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue no, 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 Stick around anyway, because I want to talk about Chris Holmes and cancer right now. Go ahead, Dan. So what is this we're looking at now? It's a Framus Earl Slick. You can see Earl Slick on the truss rod cover there. That's a cool truss rod cover. And uh, two P90s made by Framus, which is a German company. And a uh, really cool yeah, guitar. Yeah, I'm happy to have it. P90s. Dan, is that red or orange? I'm trying to see if the camera's uh, it's, playing with it. It's kind of a, I would call it kind of a Fiesta red. It looks a little bit redder here than it does in the camera, but yeah. Really cool three-way switch. Kind of a um, mid-century 50s sort of a look to it. Yeah. And I've never had a famous guitar in here. And so I did a bunch of research on Earl Slick and just found out that he, again, did like 10 albums with Bowie. Uh, he did the uh, John Lennon, the um, Double Fantasy album. And like Paul was talking about, the guy from the Stray Cats. And a uh, whole bunch of cool stuff. So anyhow, it's an Earl Slick. Frame cool it. looking. Is that, is that a Veritone by the volume? Where, where, where'd he go? Dane! I'm back. I'm back. Where's the guitar? I'm, I already put it back. I, but I'm asking you questions about it. Uh, you, okay. Ah! That's about where, all I know about it. Is, is that? A, we'll bring the guitar back for a second. Bring okay. it back for a second. He's like he's like a hit and run, which is why he has to blow into that tube when he drives. All right, there we go. Show show the face. Is that a Veritone? 
Yeah, kind. Of, well, it's a three-way switch. So that's so, a pickup uh, selector. Is that what that is? Single pickup, both pickups, front pickup. That's a wild. Zoom in on that. Bring bring that close. And, and it also the, has uh, a little bit of a Brian May look to it too. Yeah, right. Bring bring the Brian May look. No, bring the controls to the uh, to the to the camera real quick. The knobs. Look at that. Yeah, it definitely has that that sort of fifties bakelite look to it. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of neat, right, Paulie? Yeah, it's retro, retro sort of mod, fifties, sixties mod. It's something that you know, I could see some hipster doofus alternative dork band playing it now. And you know, uh, this is the imported version, but they have a made in German version that has the Bigsby. And uh, they're like five thousand dollar guitars if you get the uh, made in German version of it. I get to see that. That's kind of how much are you asking for that one, Dan? This one's eight hundred. Because dollars the version. No, yeah, eight hundred dollars. And and what's the number if they if they want to buy that? What's the number they could reach you at? Call me uh, they can call me tomorrow at the store. What, what what's the number though? Give it on Look the air. So. This is. Give it. Give the so number on the instead of so, having little screws, it's got you know, the worst salesman ever. Put your fingers yeah. in here. Yeah, the problem with that is, Dan, A, you're not making it look like as easy as it's supposed to. And B, well, that's because I got to lay it flat. Dan, <laughs> give the phone number if someone wants to call you during store hours. Give the phone number. Give yourself a plug. Okay. There we are. Zim's Guitars in Arizona. If you're interested in that guitar, 480-242-3742. Is that right? That is correct. And what are your hours tomorrow? Um, 11 to 6. 11 to 6 Arizona time. Yeah. There you go. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I could see Consuela from Family Guy. Three fives? No, no, no. That's not the number. No. No, he not he no sell. This is the no, famous troggly no, no ship. No, he is my he's my guitar. He's no, it's not he's for no, sale. No, Mr. No. Mr. De no sell. No, sorry, no, no, no. Mr. De Mr. De no selling tonight. No. <laughs> I like the way Dane's rotating it on a plate like like it's like a troggly a spin. Like we're on the uh, infomercials, you know, or on uh, QVC. Uh, uh, Paulie, you can't uh, find a guitar like this out in the wild, you know. Uh, we only have uh, 400 of these. How many <laughs> How many do we have? Uh, 200? Uh, uh, we're down to 170. Paulie, uh, uh, how, much, uh, how much do you think a guitar like this would be worth normally? Here's what I like. What I like about it is this knob here. That's interesting. I hadn't that's thought a, of that. That's a really high-tech looking yeah, knob is what i'm thinking knob. so that's kind of cool you don't see double cuts like that for under four thousand dollars usually and so it's really neat you know this was a good find and i really hope that this quality stays this way we'll get it on the bench and take a look at it in a little bit it's really good quality and we're down to 148 of these now out of 400 sold uh we have four easy payments of 99.99 and then you just have to add another 400 dollars down payment to that Really nice. I like those P90s, Paulie. Like soap bars. Uh, like, I think they're better than Les Paul P90s. What do you think, Paul? Well, these are interesting P90s. They're they're kind of neat. You know, I don't know. 
I like them, you know, but they're sort of on, on a lane, you know. Yeah, I think uh, yes. we're, we're down to 128 of those now. 128 of those at eight eight hundred dollars. That that's an incredible value, just because we bought them in bulk, folks. And look, look at those tuners. Those tuners are are really high end. I'd call them high tech. Would you call those high tech, Paul? Well, it's a retro guitar. I wouldn't say it's really high tech. It's sort of a modern, you know, it's a modern take on a vintage look. Like a modern the, vintage high tech of what would be high tech in the 1958 period, yeah, right? I think that's what they're going for. And so if that's what they're going for, well done there. Up oh, there yeah. we go. Uh, well, it's not oh, for yeah, sale yeah. tonight. You cannot buy it tonight. Oh, yeah, good. He hung up. Oh, good, good. good. Yeah, because we have operators <laughs> standing by until live people are at Zim's Guitars tomorrow during the uh, the operating hours. So those are not available now. You're, you're calling in for pre-reservations, pre-reservations of those guitars. We have 116 left now. They're going pretty fast, Paul. Paul yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this bit. <laughs> okay. <we're done. laughs> all right. Let, let's talk about Chris Holmes, my friend Chris Holmes. You all know Chris Holmes, the mean man, the former guitarist of Wasp, uh, rock and roll legend, the man who almost drank himself to death in a swimming pool in uh, decline of the Western civilization. Chris Holmes uh, recently got diagnosed with cancer. And I was talking last night uh, to his wife, Kathy, and they set up a GoFundMe. And I am imploring you because cancer sucks. Fuck cancer. And I want to see Chris beat it because if anyone can beat the shit out of cancer. Holy crap, it is big, mean man Chris Holmes. Um, I at first thought he would catch something from being inside that former Firebird of his um, and maybe touching that, uh, that, yellow, that yellow shit Charvel guitar, uh, or Jackson guitar, rather, the Jackson Star. Um, but, um, you know, all, all kidding aside, Chris Holmes has cancer. There is a GoFundMe page. Johnny, could you get that up on the air, please? Right there. You can go to GoFundMe and look for the, um, the GoFundMe for Chris Holmes Cancer or Google Chris Holmes Cancer, and it'll, it'll come up. And their, would, their goal is to raise $20,000, which is not a lot, in, in all things considered. Um, but you know, they're living in France right now, Chris and his wife and the, the way the healthcare system there works, they want money up front. Their, you know, insurance is not great over there, at least not insurance that Chris has cancer. I, I will speak from experience of, uh, many friends and family being cancer survivors. Cancer is very costly and the bills just keep piling on fast and furious. So, you know, you have to also remember, Chris did not get, uh, according to him, any any writing residuals from Wasp. You know, all the songs he wrote, and and he's been very vocal about that over the years. Um, he's admitted he's not a good businessman. He screwed up, and he did not get what he was, uh, what he should have gotten for writing all those Wasp songs. And um, you know, this is this is one of those situations where, you know, life kicks you in the balls and you need a little help. And right now, Chris Holmes could use the help 
of the fans and um and just you know kind people even a couple of dollars i think would be very worthy to uh to give to chris holmes you know some people are saying blackie lawless screwed chris holmes out of those those writing residuals and credits um some people are saying the record company poor management wherever it is he's not getting that money and now is the time he could use a leg up and uh and we want we wish chris well we want him to do well so please look up the gofundme for chris holmes cancer fund and help them reach their goal. If you're a Wasp fan or just a fan of metal, this is one of us. This is one of those times for us to step up and help out for a good cause of one of our own. Yeah, 20K is like two chemo treatments, Can't Drive 55 says. He's not wrong. He's really not wrong. So, I mean, you know, look, they, they, they're they going to, you know, run out of money real fast and, uh, you know, they, they want to get started with these treatments right away. So I'd appreciate anyone listening to me. Spread the word. Put it on your social media. Look up and, and share a link. If you go on my Facebook, Jonathan Mancuda, on my Facebook is a direct link to Chris's GoFundMe. And um, really good cause. Paulie, chime in here. Well, I, I just think that, um, you know, musicians on the whole – don't necessarily have good health insurance as we know you know when Dimebag was taken from us um there was no money for rita to take care of his medical expenses you know i mean let's face it even though he passed on stage that night there were still hospital expenses ambulance and all that stuff they don't have health insurance these musicians you know it's it's not like sag after these guys aren't all members and a guy like chris holmes who was playing clubs i mean he's not He's not a wealthy, he's not John Bon Jovi, he's not Nikki Six, he's not Slash. He's a guy who's still sort of slogging it out in the clubs at 60-something years old. Um, you know, that money has to come from somewhere. I thought it was very classy of Blackie Lawless to at least wish him well. Uh, it would have been nice if Blackie had had written a check for some of the money he owes him. Oh, sure. Um, but, you know, when it's all said and done, um, this has happened to, you know, Frankie Benali. It's happened to Ronnie James Dio. Uh, it's happened to Dave Mustaine. It's happened to Bruce Dickinson. You know, a lot of our favorite artists, they're getting up there in years and they get sick. Um, and not all of them can make ends meet. So if you're one of those people who's inclined to thank Chris for the great records that he put out with Wasp, think about it that way. Think of it as you're donating 10, 20 bucks, whatever it is, to say thank you for for those first four or five Wasp records and for Kill, Fuck, Die, which was an amazing record that nobody cared about when he came back. Or tours, if you saw them live. And by the way, Johnny just posted the link to the GoFundMe in the chat. So look in your chat. If you don't have your chat available, go to my Facebook page uh, at Jonathan Mancuda on Facebook. And there's a link there as well. Uh, no, Keith Campbell, he's not two treatments short. He's starting treatments here. He's ready to start treatments. They want him to get him in right away. And he doesn't have the money. Uh, and Leo Safko asked, didn't Chris give Eddie the guitar that later became the Van Halen shark? Yeah. And that was, um, what was that? In, was that um, a destroyer destroyer? Thank you. I couldn't think of the model. And when it comes to the LA whiskey, a go, go Hollywood set, set, you know, Holly sunset strip sound that was going on. There was not a better show. I mean, I was never there, but there was not a better show at the whiskey, a go, go in the early 80s than going to a wasp show 
Wasp they were some of the guys. best. You had Motley shows, you had, you know, all these bands. But when you went to a Wasp show, it was very memorable. And uh, they were they were the kings of the Sunset Strip. They were they were a great. You know, I saw Wasp in '87, uh, the night of the Super Bowl when the Giants were in the Super Bowl in 1987, or was it might have been '88 on the inside the Electric Circus tour when Johnny Rod was playing bass for them. Um, and just a fantastic live show. It was a great show. It was a good time. Um, and this was after they were still doing the raw, you know, after they were doing the raw meat thing and the chick on the rack and all that. But they were clearly one of the greatest theatrical bands of all time. They took what Alice Cooper and Kiss did before them and and sort of made their own their own version of it. They were a dangerous band. Um, and they wrote some pretty good fucking songs, too. Uh, and Chris great is a stuff. decent guitar Yeah, Chris is a decent guitar player. So, you know... Um, I'm hoping that this is not a bad thing. I'm hoping that it's more Dave Mustaine than than Ronnie James Dio, um, because Dave Mustaine has been able to beat it so far, and I would hope that Chris Holmes does as well. Yeah, Chris is a strong guy, but you know what? Money is a big issue to rockers. If they did not, you know, get writing credits or residuals or things like that, you know, Chris was in and out of Wasp. He left in '90. Uh, Came back in 96, lasted till 2001. And, you know, him and Blackie have been fighting over money ever since then. You know, Blackie has money. Chris doesn't. And look, I'm not blaming Blackie right now. This is not a time I want to get into a, you know, this camp versus that camp. But I do want to say that um, I want to help Chris. I want to help him. You know? And he was a big, strong, he, he was a huge yeah. badass. And, and it's, it's a, it's a great man, story yeah. where, um, yeah, he's my height with was over girl. at he's Lita huge. Ford house one night. And, uh, and Eddie was like, Oh my God, I got to get out of here. Cause Chris Holmes was coming home. Yeah. And Eddie was worried he was going to get his, his butt kicked. Chris Holmes was a bad man. Yeah. Chris yeah. was married to Lita. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And Lita smashed his Budweiser star guitar. Don't fuck around with Lita Ford, boys and girls. No, she could whoop some ass, huh? Yeah, Lita's a kick-ass girl. But, you know, like I said, I, I mean, this, I this is one of those. Yeah, Lita goes to Nam. I've, I've mm-hmm. seen her a couple of times at Nam. No, Lita's great. I mean, look, I mean, obviously, you can't take sides in something like that because when, when a couple gets in a domestic dispute kind of fight. I mean, that that's a whole, you know, that's a whole private matter. He said, she said, who was right, who was cheating, who was wrong, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, as far as this goes, I mean, look, cancer holds no judgment. Good people, bad people get it. Chris is a good guy, great guitarist, contributed a lot to the 80s metal scene and uh, and further on. And uh, yeah, I mean, the guy's the guy's a guitar playing madman, but he's a good guy. And I know he's got a lot of fans. And, you know, like I said, we, we want to get him into cancer treatments ASAP. The faster you get cancer under control, the better you survive. You know. And if you watch Decline of the Western Civilization, that was Chris in that swimming pool. With that bottle of vodka. Classic, classic metal moment. And was that shit for real? Or was he just kind of playing it up for uh, the camera and he had and he had water in, inside that bottle? Both. 
there you go. I mean, he was he was buzzed, but he wasn't as fucked up as he played it to be. I mean, it, it takes a lot to get Chris drunk, but there was a lot of vodka there. Yeah. But you know, I mean, like I said, the 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 healthcare system in France. I have another friend uh, living in France that's that's got some health issues. So I I I I have heard multiple times that their healthcare system is not the greatest um, when you have something serious. So they they want their money. They're they're knocking at your door. They're they're the pimp ready to bitch slap you. Where my money at? So, Johnny, what do you think? You're a big wasp fan. Who? Mm, not at all. Uh, I mean, yeah. The, the the only reason I know of them is because of of him loaning Eddie the guitar for. Women, children first. There you go. So, but. so in a roundabout way, there's you your Van Halen talk. Uh, who was that earlier? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jay Hannon of the band Gizmachi. <laughs> Jay, the great Jay Hannon of the band Gizmachi. Thank you. Yeah. So anyway, go go check it out. Share it. Spread the word. Help Chris out. Um, you know. Chris Holmes, everybody. Let's help him out. So there you go. Um, speaking of Van Halen, Dane, you were watching uh, videos of the recent Van Halen tribute at the Whiskey? Yeah, like I was saying, man, I'm all up into the Whiskey now because I get to go over there and play over there every once in a while. But uh, now, I, I saw yeah, the, Caleb I saw from Nerd Halen. Get, uh, uh, Caleb yeah, from Nerd Halen. Um, I, saw, I saw some videos and... Um, there, sure enough, there was the they had the Van Halen a Tuesday night, uh, or it was jam a Monday night, night, night. To Van Halen show over there, and Nerd Halen was playing, and so there was about a three minute video of those guys playing uh, Romeo's Delight, and you can and see that on that. YouTube, I'm sure, right? Yeah, and it's on YouTube. I'm pretty sure you can search it, and then I also saw the video of the guitarist from uh, the. Um, um, Oh shit! Now I'm gonna forget. Mark John Turin, the that's right. Mark Turin is the the frontman of the Bullet Boys. That's um, right, and I he and he plays play. guitar also. Mark Turin, for those that, that don't, or Torian, I believe his name is pronounced. I always mm-hmm. I always butcher his name. Um, right. He basically he basically um, was always a great guitarist. He was one of the people that was uh, up for the job after Randy Rhodes passed away. Of, uh, Ozzy Osbourne's guitarist. He was auditioning he for was that. Playing a guitar that Eddie gave to him, and you can see it's a striped Frankenstein. Well, it, oh, striped well no, 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 guitar. no, no. Hold on. Let me let me let me stop you there. Mark Mark had a guitar that he got from Charvel, and I, I I'm not sure exactly what the what the story with it was. Um, there's there's something saying that Eddie gave him a guitar or got him a connection for that guitar. But the guitar itself, it's a Charvel pre-pro. It's a a thin striped red and white bullseye pattern. I have the twin of it. And Mark's has stickers all over it. Yeah, you can't see what it actually is. Oh, I've seen that guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I can, Johnny, I can send you on uh, Facebook a photo of what, it would look like without stickers because I literally own its twin. Um, 
hold on one sec here. Let's see. I'm going to send it to you in our chat. Hey, Metal Mike. And then you can post it up, I believe. Yeah, it's... um. Twenty. I, I offered years ago to buy it off of Mark and uh and he wouldn't sell it it's 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 been with him it's been with him as he's the original owner since 82 but like i said i do own the twin of it um and it's really really a cool charvel pre-pro let's see if i could find it here uh but mark mark played 316 and mean streets and he was absolutely terrific and then uh, Caleb played. Uh, what what Caleb play again? Uh, it was Romeo's Delight. Romeo's Delight. Uh, it was the whole entire other... Nerd Halen band. Romeo's yeah, Delight. Yeah, it was all four of the guys. <laughs> Romeo's. Romeo Delight. Delight. Romeo. Romeo Delight. Romeo Delight. Main Street. Main Streets. Pound cakes. <laughs> Three sixteen. <laughs> Three sixteenth, three sixteens, three one six. Let's see. But oh, it looked like fuck? a super fun night to be there. Um, just from the videos, the the audience, it seemed like everybody was packed down on the floor, and it seemed like a great night to be there. All right, so here, uh, Johnny, I just sent you an image of what the guitar looks like today. And I'm going to, let's see. I'm going to pull out. Let's see here. He's going to pull out. He said it. I'm going to, I wish my father would have. Oh. Me too. <laughs> he really should have. Oh. oh. I'm going to pull out an image of, um, let's see, what the guitar looks like under those stickers. What the heck did I do with it? I know I have an image. Yeah, of look this. at all the stickers on that thing. But you can see some red underneath there. You can see and... some red and white peeking out of it. Uh-huh. But it'd be fun to pull stickers off of that thing. I get so many trade-in guitars where guys have stickers all over them. And so it seems like half of my job is pulling stickers off of stuff. You ever leave any on that are like really cool? No. Like... I pull all stickers off of every guitar. Yeah. It's what like, about it's the cases? It's like personalizing a, a photograph. Once you've once it's personalized, it's the bitch to sell unless you find somebody named John. Yeah, it's no, so I even <laughs> tried to pull stickers off the of cases. So, Dane, what it's if this guy brought in this guitar to your shop and traded I'd it? I'd be like, you... holy fuck, dude. Would you pull all those doing? stickers off? I would. I, you know what? There's two people I would call and say, hey, this Mark guy's in here from... Uh, Bullet Boys. What, what Bullet Boys. He's trying to sell this guitar. Any of you guys interested? And I'll let some of my high roller friends... Like yeah. Mancuda. Yes. Oh, sp speaking of that, I, I saw um, 
at our gig Saturday night, I saw um, Paul Weimer forgetting the guy's name, the DJ. I don't know. My, uh, Gobby. Mike Gobby was at our show the other night. Oh, oh, Mike, yeah. Mike Gobby. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Mike Gobby. Good guy. Yeah. We talked Metal a little Mike. about the uh, Don, uh, the George Litch guitar episode. Yeah, Mike. Mike is good people. Um, good friend of mine. There we go. Let's see. Uh, let me isolate a photo of that. Bear with me a sec. Um, I asked Bobby uh, to come on with us sometime. He goes, "Yeah, I'll I'll do that." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, oh, oh." No, he Mancuda, said he would. Mancuda's night. Yeah. Yeah. No, he said he would. No, we we we'd be happy to have uh, Mike join us one night. Middle Mike. Uh, let's see. Okay. Pulling he does a lot for the, the Phoenix photo. area as far Mike Gobby as far as just promoting bands and showing up at those small venues, you know, and supporting okay. some of these smaller bands around town here. Okay, Johnny, I just sent you that photo. And that is what the guitar, that's that's the twin of that guitar. So that's what it looks like without the stickers. There you go. So thin red and white bullseye, just like that. Cool. Now, again, when it comes to, to an artist. I'm getting dizzy. Okay, the, the way an artist has a guitar, you leave it. <laughs> you know, if it's, a, if it's you know, a rock star, you don't screw around. Dane, you are getting sleepy. It's sleepy. You want to change Johnny's lights. <laughs> Hang on, I'm muted. Yeah, you're going to smash that thumbs up. You're going to smash the like button. Just hip hypnotize the audience. You are going to enjoy the this. show. You feel the quality of the show increasing, not decreasing. Reach deep into your pockets. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Buy Submitted that guitar from approval. Dane tomorrow. Submitted High anxiety. <laughs> People are shooting at their screen right now. I know, Lemmy. In a couple minutes, Lemmy wants to go. I got to go out shortly. I'm going to have to sign off in a minute. Nice. <clears throat> Uh, Paulie, let, let me let me get your opinion on this while while we're talking because you're you're good with controversial subjects too. Um, people were asking earlier in the chat, so we're we're going to address this. I wasn't going to talk about it, but I, I, let's at least touch on it. What what are my thoughts on uh, on Joe Rogan as far as what's going on with Spotify and 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 all the people pulling out? I mean, look, he, here's my take on it. Okay, I above all. I'm very big on freedom of speech. I really am. Where it differentiates for me is when the guy gives information about uh, medicine and the pandemic and things like that. He's not a doctor and he shouldn't be giving things like that out on the air. Um, and look, a lot of it's misinformation. Okay. So I'm just going to say that as far as, you know, if he, you know, Racism, there's no excuse for racism. I'm just going to say that right out of the way. Um, but look, you, you know, 
if he apologizes on that, that's his thing. I, I don't want to even go there. But as far as the misinformation on pandemic related things, don't listen to any of us. We're not doctors. Go to medical professionals, listen to them. Artists pulling their, their stuff from Spotify, that's a protest. That's a protest. If if someone wants to make a statement, some people walk in the street. I music off of Spotify. There you go. Because I made Joe Rogan cry. Ooh. The damage is done. Ow. Come on, you're good at song parodies, guys. Well, I want to at least finish the topic, then we could go into parodies. And I want John, I want I want Johnny to not play a fucking sound effect every time somebody does something musical. <laughs> you um, you thought that was musical? Like I said, you know, pe- people people want to pull out of Spotify and protest. That's their business. Um, you know, look, at the end of the day, Joe Rogan just got another hundred hundred million dollar offer to jump on to um, uh, another platform and basically say what he wants. I'm not for him saying what he wants about uh, medical information. Other than that, you know, that that's basically it. It's, you know, there's, there's different doctors, um, there's different doctors, you know, opinions and whatnot. I tend to go with the majority of, of medical information out there. That's me. Obviously look, make your own choices. You have to live with your own consequences, you know, racism, the N word, there's no excuse for saying it. There's just none. Okay. So, you know, but as far as, you know, people, artists jumping out of there, um, you know, that's just a form of protest. That's up to them. Do I think they should dump him? No. Do I think they should censor him? Uh, I do think they should put a warning on there saying, look, don't take medical advice from an entertainer, no matter who the entertainer is. But other than that, that's that's pretty much my take on it. And Paulie, you got a you got a view on it? I mean, it's real simple. Um, I don't take medical advice from anybody but my doctor. And there are those who will tell you that the doctors that Joe Rogan had on uh, are credible. Um, and the American Medical Association says they're not credible. And there are people who will tell you that the establishment is lying and conspiracy this and conspiracy that. I don't fucking care. Do your thing. If you take bad advice and end up dead, that's your call. You fucked up. It's your it's your life, your body, your choice. Make a bad decision and you die. So as far as Joe Rogan is concerned, he's a fucking comedian. He's a comedian. He's not a doctor. He's not a political uh, 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 scientist. He doesn't know politics and, and the methodologies of the government. He doesn't know. He's just an entertainer. And if you don't like it, don't watch it. It's that simple. If you don't like a band, don't listen to them. If you don't like a politician, don't vote for him. If you don't like a food, don't eat it. The world is a big fucking place, and there's plenty out there for everybody. Do your thing. You don't have to agree with anybody. It's okay for somebody to have an opinion and disagree. Here's the thing. Science is provable. Math is provable. 
when you start talking about things that are definitively verifiable, there's no argument. Your opinion can be your opinion. I don't think that will work for me. That doesn't mean it doesn't work. You just don't think it will work for you. But if I light a match, there's a flame. That flame will cause heat. That's a fucking fact. Facts are real. You don't have to abide by them, but that doesn't make them untrue. Facts are real. So if you don't want to accept that fact, your body, your choice. Have at it. And if you don't like Joe Rogan, don't listen to Joe Rogan. Now, is there an uneven uh, uh, bar of of uh, sphere of, of criticism? Yeah, there's an uneven sphere of criticism. Some people get more heat than others for the things that they say. Life isn't fair. I just got a new YouTube member. Flying Pickle. And there we go. We've gone from cancer that? to Joe Rogan's medical advice to flying pickles. Hang on one. Yeah. Hang on one second. Flying Pickle. Thank yes, you. Sir. Thank you so much, Flying Pickle. And hey, who's on the phone? Somebody wants to chime in here. It's Bozik. How you doing, John? Bozik. Hey, Bozik. Um, I, yep. Um, I just got uh, two quick points I want to make. And I, I want uh, John's opinion, especially because he's the one who brought it up. Um, regarding the, the two issues involving Rogan, number one, the medical stuff. He wasn't the one, quote unquote, spreading misinformation. He had a couple of doctors on. One of them, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he actually was involved in inventing mRNA, which is, you know, you know, uh, is a big component of the actual vaccine. Mm -hmm. um, and he was saying, and, and he's kind of an anti-vaxxer and had some some criticism of the vaccine itself. So what, what they ended up doing is they want to shut him down because he has people on who are contrary to the establishment narrative. The point is, how trustworthy is the establishment narrative when they flip-flopped about masks, First, they were saying they were effective. Then they're saying they're not effective. Then they're saying cloth masks aren't effective. Uh, there's also several older repurposed drugs. Ivermectin was one of them, for example, that might have been effective. But since Big Pharma doesn't make money off a drug that no longer has a patent, you know, that they, they, they were really, you know, going hard trying, trying to get people not to use that drug, pretending it was only horse dewormer. So... How trustworthy is the establishment? That's point number one. Point number two regarding the racist stuff. Um, Rogan never used the N-word in a manner that was directed towards black people or any black person in general. He was talking about third-party use of the N-word, but used the word instead of actually using the phrase the N-word. Now, back before we ended up in a woke bizarro world where you know everything's offensive now, Referring to the word in the third person, not using it against somebody, was never a crime. Now it is. Unfortunately, the real issue here is they're not going after him because he's racist, because the guy's not really a racist. Ask any black person who knows him personally, like Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, a bunch of other uh, big-time comedians he's, he's close with. Um, the real issue here is this is a guy who got really big outside of the establishment, they're not happy about that because he gets way more ratings than anybody on MSNBC, Fox, or CNN. 10 million people per episode listen to him. That's, that's the equivalent. Think about this for a second. That's the equivalent of 
a Taylor Swift album per day as far as how many views he gets on one episode on Spotify. So this is a guy who talks to a lot of people they don't like, um, who question various establishment narratives, not just on vaccines, and he gets a bigger audience than they do, and, and they want to silence him. My biggest issue with, and I'm going to hang up after this, is that this guy isn't even right-wing or alt-right or, or, or a neo-Nazi or anything. He's a center-left moderate, and they're painting him out to be this big-time racist. The bottom line is, if they could do that to a, to a regular milquetoast centrist guy like that, they could do it to anybody. This, this, this woke, bizarro cancel culture mob is going to label like 90, 90% of the population as racist eventually. So I'm sick and tired of, of their whole their whole thing. Um, and, you know, and, and, and I hope he doesn't get canceled because it's free speech on the line in the long run. And that's all I've got to say about it. Your thoughts. I'll check you guys out later. All right. Okay. Thank you, Bazik. Right. Thank you, Bazik. Okay. There, there's I'm a lot. There's a there's a lot to unpack here. Um, I want I want to just jump on and and say, and then I, I'd like you guys to all chime in. But let, let's take turns in this one. Um, for starters, I'm not a fan of cancel culture. Let me, let me get that right out of the way. Um, and I don't want politics to enter it because whether I agree or disagree with right or left or whatever. Everyone has their right to vote. Everyone has their right to their opinion. As long as you're not hurting others, I'm for freedom and freedom of speech. Now, going step by step, I did not know the context of how the N-word was used. I personally think it's an ugly word. Um, I'm, I'm going to be devil's advocate and saying, I, again, I did not hear the context it was used. I believe that, you know, black people have the right to say it. They've reclaimed that word. I don't feel comfortable saying it or like hearing it as a white man. But in general, obviously racism is wrong. I don't know Joe personally. I've never worked with him. I'm not friendly with him, you know, just because I don't know him. So I don't know if he's racist or not. And I don't, I don't believe he is. But I'm just saying I don't know what context that word was used. I'm just saying as a word, I don't like hearing it. But you know, look, you can correct something like that and, and put in perspective and put, you know, if an apology is, is needed, you can do that. I don't believe in canceling someone in general, but as far as the, the medicinal thing goes, you know, toward the pandemic, um, look, speaking personally, I, I end every show with, I recommend people get the vaccine. I'm pro-vax. I don't believe there's a conspiracy. I believe it's something that medically helps. I don't believe it's a big pharma thing or not or whatever, because you could say that the, the right came up with it when, when Trump was president. Now the left pushes it that, that Biden's president. It's not political. It's medical. Medically, I believe the vaccine works. I believe it helps people not die or be hospitalized as far as masks. Look, we this is a learning curve for all of us in a pandemic. It's always been, look, it's droplets coming out of your mouth. Cloth only protects you so much. And N95 mask protects you most of the way. That's what medical professional use. That would I, that's what I use. I believe in them. I think they help. I've known people that have died from COVID. I know long haulers. I know people that um, have it now. I know Dane just got over it. Some people get a mild case. Some people die from it. Some people long haulers. Some people get hospitalized. I believe personally, my view 
is I believe it helps us get through this. If that's not your view, that's your right to believe. But listen, at the bottom line, like I said, like Paulie said, we're not medical professionals. Okay. I trust people that are medical professionals and I make my own judgment based on that science. In my opinion, that's how I do it. But don't listen to, you know, and I'm I'm not saying that Joe himself says this, 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 this. Yes, he had doctors on. Some people agree with those doctors. Some don't. You got to, you know, trust science in whatever science you're going to look up and research. And I trust the people that are scientists, that are doctors, that are medical professionals, that are generally in the higher ups of the medical community. So that's my view. And um, I don't think he should be taken off the air or anything like that. And as far as his guests go, use your own judgment on, you know, talking about, you know, discuss it. I, I believe an N95 mask helps. I believe a cloth mask doesn't. That's science. You All know? Right. Go ahead. I, I want to jump in on this because I'm going to be very, very short. I have Go three ahead. points to make, and they're very easy. One, I don't give a fuck what you do medically. It's your body. Do whatever you want. I don't care. All right? You want to vaccinate? Vaccinate. You want to, It's none of my fucking business. All right? Let's end that right there. The problem with Joe Rogan is Joe Rogan's problem. You have no right to free speech. Just so you know this right now, you have no right to free speech. Everything you say, you are accountable for. And the free market will decide whether or not what you said is damaging. If Joe Rogan loses money because of what he said and he speaks on his principle, then that's fucking Joe Rogan's fault. That's his problem. It's not for me to say. It's not for you to say. You don't like it. Don't listen. You like it. Listen. If Joe Rogan loses money. Then Joe Rogan will think about what he said next time. If Joe Rogan is is principled and stands upon his opinion and where he feels like he needs to be and feels comfortable that what he says is what he believes and it costs him business later on down the line, that's the free market making the decision. That's the end of that. Those are your three points. Do whatever the fuck you want. Listen to your doctor. Don't listen to your doctor. I don't give a fuck about whether or not you should take the vaccine or not. That's your choice. John goes on a, on a, on a 15 minute rant about it. And that's great. He's right to have that position. He's good to express it. My opinions are mine and you don't, and, and I don't fucking care. Do your thing. Take it. Don't take it. Take whatever fucking chemicals you want. Don't take whatever chemicals you want. Listen to whoever you want to listen to believe who you want to listen to or not believe. If you believe that doctor, you don't believe this doctor. That's your fucking call. Have at it. And if Joe Rogan loses his job or loses his money because of what he said, that's Joe Rogan. There's no such thing as free speech. You are accountable for everything you say. Words have consequences. That's it. I'm done. Dane? Well, you know, we're all hearing that Joe Rogan gets 10 million views or something on every uh, every episode. I think that if we really support Johnny, he'll be able to start getting 10 million views on Twitch every time he goes on there. It could happen tonight, next week, but soon. 10 million views. Johnny, what do you think? All right. Wait, wait. That's too noisy, man. Hang on. What was that, Dane? He had me muted the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Huh? Never mind. You you can watch it in the replay. Oh no, I heard you. I'm sorry. I'm I'm oh, okay. screening all all these people are calling up. I get it. No, it's good. All these people are calling up. 
Uh, I I think just do what you want to do. Yep. That's it. Yeah. There Don't you go. tell anybody to do something. Right. Opinions are opinions. There you go. And uh, and Paul brought up Taylor Dane earlier in the show. Listen Let's to your heart. Oh Christ! Uh, actually, <laughs> actually, someone brought up Vince Neil's birthday, which I'd rather touch on. <laughs> oh, it was tell it to your heart. I got this song wrong. I think there are other tell places you can have heart. these debates. There are other yeah. places you can have these debates. Yeah, like I said, a, like a bunch Facebook. of people, a bunch yeah. of people put it in the <laughs> chat. So a bunch of people put in the chat. So I want to at least at least acknowledge that. But that that's the gist. We're in a free country, and uh, and there you go. Opinions are all we have to offer, guys. This my is a, this is a comedy and rock show. Very quickly, my opinion of Joe Rogan. I haven't paid anything since this new news radio. True story. Never listened. Don't know what he says. Don't care. Don't watch him when he does MMA. I, I'm I, for me to opine about Joe Rogan or what he says or his his position. I'd be going from an uneducated viewpoint. I'm not going to do it. I last time I I paid attention to Joe Rogan. True story was when he was on news radio. So and I, by the way, I applaud his success. Good for him. Somebody offers me a hundred million dollars to do a, a podcast somewhere. I'm taking the hundred million dollars. I love my job, but they're not paying me a hundred million dollars. So if somebody no, wants to Spotify, if you're out there and Joe Rogan is going to jump to another platform. <laughs> I mean, Joe Rogan, he's go. basically asking questions. He sort of has the same role that I have here on this show. I ask both of these guys, all three of these guys, I ask them questions most the real of the questions. time. After they answer, after questions. they answer a question, I I don't say that is exactly right. Everybody should have that exact view and do exactly what Neanderthal or Mancuda just said. All I know is Yoko Ono is threatening to. Yoko Ono is threatening to put her music on Spotify if uh, oh, Joe no. Rogan is put off. So, oh no, that'll kill the whole platform. There goes my Spotify stock. All right. Anyway, let's talk about this uh, this woman. Hi, that, good night, Paul. Let's talk about this woman, this substitute teacher that um, accidentally had sex toys up on the screen in her classroom. What was happening? Uh, she was giving a test of some sort, and um, the kids were watching one thing, and she was on her laptop thinking the kids are watching the program. What she didn't realize is her laptop was wireless, tied into the classroom big screen wall, and she was dildo shopping. <laughs> not, not that anyone knew, but she was dildo shopping. So, so, the, woman, so the woman's flipping through, and the kids starting to look up from their, their laptops, and they're like... It's the Steely Dan. Yeah, it's like, what's what's that big black double-ended spike dildo? Uh, and then flip across the Vibratron 2000, tickle clit fancy, what? So all these sex toys are going on the big screen and she's totally unaware. So what grade kids, were, kids were starting to, to take their phones and video this happening. And eventually she oh realized what was happening and, and you know... It, hilarity ensued as the school removed her but uh it's it's pretty funny because uh in general 
you know, the school basically said, hey, you know, uh, we, we removed her. She was offensive and whatever. I mean, look, you know, she didn't mean it, but it was, I think, the funniest thing in the world. Go on YouTube, watch this video of it. And uh, pretty fun no, that's stuff. It's just an accident. That was an accident. It's an accident. I don't, I don't think she should have been thrown out of school. I mean, look, shit happens in technology. But I, I think it was funny as fuck. The idea that uh, that she had <laughs> that she had this this freaking dildo catalog up on the wall, and she's just flipping through it, oblivious to what's going on. I you wonder know? what grade yeah. she was teaching. Was it like? kindergarten kids or sixth grade or what no they had phones i think it was like early high school like you know maybe like uh ninth or tenth grade something like that oh wow high school kids smart enough to know what it was hmm. i i just love that story i think it was great anyway it is time for tonight's show and tell guitar <laughs> what a night Brought to you by the fine folks over at Swiss Picks. Swiss Picks with raised holes for a better grip. Swiss Picks, get your grip on. And, of course, as for the Jason Becker model, the Jason Becker blue cheese, which helps Jason out. Guitar here, Jason Becker. Swiss Picks for better grip in your guitar playing. And Vinum Custom Pickups, maker of the Mancuda Custom. Vinum Custom Pickups. Check out Vinum Custom Pickups website and see what Vinum Pickups can do for your tone. Check it out because Craig Vinum can make anything you want. Really, really, really cool stuff. And um, you know, basically, you wanna you wanna beef up your Les Paul or some other guitar you have. Go call Craig Vinum and say, "Hey, I want something like a JB pickup, just less muddy." He'll make it for you. These are custom wound high-end boutique pickups, not at a high-end price. So check out Vinum Custom Pickups. And of course, what are you going to get for the big game? What snack are you going to get? Yeah, you'll get your buffalo wings and some Doritos. But you know what, Johnny? You know what the best snack for the big upcoming game is? Uh, what? Delicious Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn. Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn and more. Delicious Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn and more. The more is candy, chocolate, nuts, all the deliciousness. Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn and more. Mention Johnny Bean and Jay Hannon and you will get more product. You will get more product. More delicious Colonel's goodness. There it is right now. Dane's chomping on some right now, that lucky guy. Dane's going to have the best uh, football party ever. Look at that. He's got like 30 bags of the stuff. Man, that looks delicious. Delicious Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn and more. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow, look at him go. Dane, can you fit that whole bag in your mouth? Can we hear the crunch? That stuff is delicious, right? Oh, that's the sound. That's your new ringtone, Dean. Every time I hear that. You should be doing that nice. on Twitch. Nice. Delicious. Delicious. Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn and more. And of course, Johnny, when you want the best kill switches made for guitars, where do you go? I'm asking you as a professional player, Johnny. As a professional player, 
and still on Spotify. I go to Tessie Switch. <laughs> Tessie Switch, the best made kill switches ever. Go to Tessie Switch's website. They have all sorts of kill switches. They have ones that light up. They have small ones. They have the big video game ones, rapid fires, you name it. Tessie Switch can customize kill switches for your guitar. Check out and get a Tessie Switch, and you will not be sorry. You could beat the shit out of those. They take such a beating, and they're so durable and reliable. And, Johnny, when you want to totally hot rod your guitar, totally, where do you go? I go to FUTone. FU-Tone.com. Go to FU-Tone.com. Check out what they have for you to hot rod your guitar. They have titanium parts. They have tuners. They have bridges. They have all sorts of pickups. Whatever you need, fu-tone.com will help you hot rod your guitar. You want noiseless springs? They got them. You want a replacement neck? You want a whole guitar, a whole hot rodded setup ready to rock guitar? You can get it at fu-tone.com. Look at look at Johnny grabbing stuff. I'll bet that came from FU-Tone. There it is. Look at that. That is an FU-Tone.com custom bridge. Look at that bad boy. Nice. Yeah, so go to FU-Tone.com. Check out what hot rod options they can do for you. What is that, Johnny? It's a FU-Tone pickup. Nice. All sorts of cool stuff at fu-tone.com. Thank you, fu-tone. So tonight's clue I gave you was it has to do with kiss, but not what you think. And you'll realize that clue immediately when I show you this guitar. As soon as Johnny gets that out of my way. Ding. That's not what I'm looking for. Ding. <laughs> Leave a thumbs up on the video. Appreciate that. Ding, 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 ding. Is that duck? That's StreamYard duck. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's show and tell guitar to do with kiss, but not what you think. Here we go. Look at that thing. That, let, me get, let me get in a better position. Hold on. Just a thumbnail, Johnny. Got it. You have a thumbnail? Great. So it is a vagina. No, it's not a vagina. It's a set of lips. There you go. This is a Kramer Beretta. This is a 1988 Kramer Beretta with a Klein graphic of kissing lips. That's why I was saying has to do with kiss, 
but it's not the band. That's a Kramer 12th fret block net block neck headstock with beautiful Brazilian rosewood. Kramer Berettas, as you know, are some of the coolest, coolest uh, shredder bolt-ons of the 80s. Guys like Jeff Labar, Richie Sambora, and many, many others swore by them. Mick Morris played Kramer Berettas for a while. In fact, I think I might be mistaken, but I thought Jeff Labar might have even had one like this. Either Jeff or Mick, I think, had a lips graphic. I forgot who. It's a Klein graphic. Not many made. This one's a this one's a, a rock survivor. This one has has some chips in the clear coat. This baby's been through the war of all the '80s bands and stuff in all the clubs. You got a real Floyd Rose, non-recessed, because that's how Berettas rolled. Real Floyds, and um, I think I think the pickup in this one I have I think it's a Demarzio Super Distortion. A lot of them came with Duncan JBs, but I believe this one's a, a Demarzio Super or some version of it. I forget what I put in here. I dug this one out, and I love these 12th inlay Kramer necks. They have such a nice feel to them. This one has a light clear coat on the back. Some of them are more of the satin finish. This one has a has a clear coat on it, which is cool. I love the Kramer American neck. Now, this is, again, that period of Kramer where ESP made the parts, um, you know, post-85. Post uh, from 1986 on, Kramer's parts were mostly made by ESP and then sent to Kramer to assemble in the U.S., hence the name Kramer American where they it's a mix of US and Japanese parts. And obviously that nice slick Beretta body. But look at you can see the clear coat chips on this one. This is I love guitars like this that are well broken in and well played and have been through um specifically, you know, just rock shows of the 80s. Just beat beat them up, beat them up, beat them up. Go play Rock shows of the 80s. There you go. I love that lips graphic, by the way. I love Klein graphics. They're, you know, again, they only made so many, guys. They're rarer than you think. And this is not an easy one to find either. And I just love them. I just love the shape of them. I love the weight of them. I mean, it's a single angled hum and a Floyd. What more do you need? It's all business. You know, put my cock on these lips. This is great. Uh, let's see. Just looking through. Kentry 55 asked, did CC DeVille have a Kramer? Um, I don't remember him having any Kramers. I know he was a big BC Rich player with gunslingers and such. Um, and I know, you know, he had that Hot Rod Flame Charvel. He had some Ibanez later. Um, 
Bri the sign guy wants to know who owned it before. Just just a, a New York rocker. I'm not sure specifically where it's been through the years, but clearly, obviously, someone in a band had it, but uh, no specific. I don't know anyone specific, like rock star wise. Uh, I mean, so many guys in the 80s played Kramers. So many guys played Kramers. And again, you know, this is not the, um, you know, these are the USA is not the imports. The imports like the F-1000, um, you know, different animal. That was a, you know, a lower end. The, these are the higher ends. Uh, let's see. Bruce, Bruce Kulik usually played Charvel, not Kramer. Uh, let's see. Just looking. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't scream more 80s than this. It really doesn't. There you go. But again, it's all business. One volume. That's all you need. That's really all you need. Yeah, Bruce Kulik also played ESP for a while. And there you go. That is today's show and tell guitar of the week. 1988 Kramer Beretta with a Klein lips graphic on it. And that has not come all over the lips, although maybe it is. There you go. What do you think, Johnny? Very cool. Those Klein graphics are, are, uh, they're they're just screaming 80s they're very distinct 80s yeah yeah you saw a lot of that stuff back in the day yeah i loved kramer's i mean of course myself the whole reason uh the whole reason i liked kramer was obviously because of van halen and the 5150 guitar i mean that was my favorite there's the the tilt back of the neck angle someone was asking about. Yeah. Yeah, and they play amazing. They're very, very, very smooth. They're very, very solid. Very nice necks. Uh, pretty thin D-shaped neck. Again, I, I you know, I, I've always liked the Kramer necks. My second guitar was a Kramer Beretta. Um, so I'm, I'm biased toward these. I like these a lot. There you go. I love that pyramid logo. That's that's like my favorite period of Kramer's. Really are. I think they're just so damn well made. Just a nice weight to it. Really, yeah. really cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I always thought they were cool. You know, but you know, like I was saying, that my favorite. Kramer was always the the fifty one fifty. Oh yeah, that was it. That was that was it, and you couldn't get one. You couldn't get anything like that. Yeah, you can only do so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's wide and thin, and Keith. That's that's pretty much how I like. Um, you know, I like I like an R two nut. Some of these were R threes, but that's like as wide as you'd want to go. R two for me is just perfect. I think that's like the best, the best feeling neck out there. Mm -hmm. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of those. Yeah. So there you go. So that is today's show and tell guitar. And let's thank Dane Zimmerman for being on the show today. Dane thank split you, after, Dane. after show and tell guitar. Uh, let's talk about, uh, let's see. I'm just going down the list here. So Steve Vai was talking about, uh, you know, his meeting with David Lee Roth and how, you know, David Lee Roth and him got together. He was basically giving an interview and describing how, when he heard that David left Van Halen, he's like, wow, I wonder, you know, who Dave, who Dave's going to get as his next guitarist. But you know what? Something is telling me it's going to be me. Like that's the most cherry gig in the world. And it wasn't an ego thing. And it wasn't a point where, um, where he felt that, you know, he deserved it or, or who else could it be? It wasn't like that. He said, there are certainly plenty of people that could do it, but wouldn't it be amazing if I got it? And I have a feeling, just a vibe, uh, you know, premonition that it's going to be me. Wouldn't it be awesome if David Lee Roth got in contact with me and said, Hey, I want it to be you. And sure enough, he said, I get a call. And it's David Lee Roth. And he's like, yeah, no, of course I'll take the gig. And he said, that was just an amazing period of his life that you're playing with, you know, someone. And not that he was trying to equal or or be Eddie Van Halen or be more than Van Halen or whatever. I mean, obviously, Vi has a different style. But the idea that you're basically in a rock group with arguably the greatest frontman of the 80s. Um, and you're, you're basically the replacement of arguably the greatest guitarist of the eighties in his band. I mean, that, that screams opportunity. Um, and it, it wasn't lost on him and, you know, he always gets asked, Hey, you know, would you ever reunite with the DLR band, the Eat 'em and smile band, um, ever before, you know, obviously in 2015, they tried, to do that at the Hollywood bowl. They, they tried that. I was there and they were literally on the stage curtain about to open. Literally. I saw their feet under the curtain right there. I was right up front and they're ready. They're in position and they were about to announce them. And the fire marshal shut that show down. That was the opportunity for the reunion. And, you know, Steve said, would you ever do it again? He's like, well, I think that ship has sailed. I mean, Dave is retired, but you know, if I was asked if they decided to do it again, I mean, we're all so busy with our stuff, but I think I would, uh, you know, I mean, if, if, if the right opportunity to do it came along again, I would, but I think with Dave, you know, retiring, unless he's going to come out of retirement and the other guys say, I think that ship has probably sailed, but he would be open to it. He would be open to it. So, you know, that's um, that's basically that. And then let's also talk about Kirk Hammett. Kirk Hammett just announced uh, he's got a solo album coming out, which I, I guess it's a solo EP. I think it's four songs. Um, let me take a look here. It's a four-song instrumental EP um celebrating record store day worldwide release exclusively at your favorite local independent retailer and in the met mm. store on saturday april 23rd 
So again, I, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing about Kirk. Kirk is Kirk is a great guitarist. I mean, he's he obviously relies a lot on the wah pedal. That's his style. That's his thing. Um, but look, I mean, the fact is between him and James, you know, Metallica's stuff is, is pretty freaking amazing. You know, I mean, who doesn't like Metallica, but now you're looking at what Metallica has come out with since I guess after the black album, are you a fan of it? Or are you not? I mean, you hear what Kirk sounds like now in Metallica. Are you expecting anything different? Maybe, but I'll bet anything you're going to hear a lot of the same style he does with Metallica regarding the wah pedal and those effects. Mm -hmm. um, look, he's a good, solid guitarist. I don't think it's going to be anything earth-shatteringly different, you know, departure from currently what you hear him doing in Metallica. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, you know? how, how much does he write for Metallica? A lot. Him and him and James do a lot of the writing. Jay Hannon. Jay. Jay? Jay's um, in Italian? No. Because it's a solo record, a Kurt solo record is it's I would think it wouldn't totally sound like Metallica. It would sound it's like it's not gonna a, sound like it's it, it's gonna sound like a either it's like it's gonna a be weaker, his work. Like a watered or, down version of, of what without Metallica James. stuff happens. Without James. Metallica. Yeah, it'll be it won't It'll be different. I, I think it'll be, I think watered down is the right words that I'm looking for that you came yeah, up with. Yeah, it won't be Metallica, but it will be a lot of wah pedals. <laughs> yeah, I, I expect a lot of, I Every expect a lot of, of wah, wah on I it. expect a lot of, I mean, in the chat, what are you guys <laughs> expecting? I'm curious. What are you guys in the chat expecting? I, I'm expecting a lot of a lot of wah. I think um, without James, it's not going to be as good as Metallica, but I think it'll be different. Um, maybe Metallica light, for lack of a better word. I mean, again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be something fantastic. I hope so. I mean, I love when when great music comes out. I just don't have super high expectations Oof, for it. Watered down. There you go, poop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watered down watered <laughs> it'll be jazz is what it'll probably be. jizz oh jazz maybe jazz. it'll be progressive that is my is my guess i'm not the biggest metallica fan around here you guys know that but i can tell you that it won't be uh metallica metallica level it won't be metallica level but i i, I also expect it Certainly not to be. Um, I, I certainly don't expect it to be his work with Metallica pre the Black Album. I don't expect it to be anything great and groundbreaking and everything. No, maybe he'll be a little experimental. Yeah, what, what, I can tell you what it, what it will be. It, it will be uh, a lot of stuff that he submits to Metallica that that either gets worked up into actual metallic material or it'll be stuff that the band has passed on that's that's what it will be that's why people make solo records 
Um, Han 36 solo says he'll probably be playing greeny. I expect that. I mean, you get, when you have one of the best sounding Les Pauls ever made and greeny has an incredible tone and a soul and, um, very unique, very unique tone. I would, I would certainly use it. I would hope he would. I would expect him to, I would expect him to. Why would you, why would you own a guitar like that without, putting it on your solo effort of all things. This is his first solo album. Mm-hmm. It's not even a full album. I keep calling it an album. It's an EP. It's a four song EP. It's an MP3. There you go. Yeah. And KXM rock. When's your album coming out? That sounds like uh, Kirk Hammett. <laughs> <laughs> Poon Ninja says, what is Kirk's true voice? We'll see how he plays without James and Laura's yelling at him. I mean, it's oh. going to be an all instrumental album. It's going to be four instrumental songs. It's going to be something like you know, like you know. Also, remember he's he's a, a student of like Joe Satriani. Like literally, he's a student. Yeah. Joe Satriani was a teacher of his. So you're going to hear, I would imagine, you know, instrumental, you know, type of stuff, um, similar to Joe Satriani in that you know you're not going to have vocals and stuff like that. Just you know, pure instrumental noodling and 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 rhythms and stuff um jesus rapes me says kirk writes and plays the solos he contributes nearly nothing to metallica well there's some pretty good solos out there that he's done so i gotta i gotta say and then you know i know i think it was uh they were describing how they came up with enter sandman i think lars originally had that in his head and then Kirk changed it around or something to that effect. Um, I believe, I believe Kirk changed it around, but I'm not expecting anything, anything earth shattering, but I am curious and look, we'll find out April 23rd um, when he comes up with that. So I'm, I'm really interested and I'm curious. So we'll, we'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll check it. I'll definitely check it out. Uh, let's see. Uh, what's going on here? Just taking a peek in the chat. Um, bear with me here. That was it. Okay, Gino Ames says uh, Kirk Kirk wrote the Enter Sandman riff. Lars changed it around a bit. Lars rearranged it. Okay, that was it. That was it. I, I remember Lars changed something or something to that effect. So yeah, I'm 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 curious to see what he comes up with. Like I said, am I expecting anything crazy? No. Will I buy it? Of course. And I'll buy it on on CD uh, because again, myself and Paulie specifically always like to um to help artists out like that always like to support artists with physical hard cash that they will see part of um versus downloads and uh because they get pennies on a download they get a few dollars i believe on cd sales so i like to buy a physical product that's what i like to do so um I think that's pretty much the gist of it. Again, I want to reiterate opinions are opinions and these are our opinions 
as individuals. Don't listen to us. We're comedians. Okay. We're entertainers. We're not in the field of anything but entertainment. So those are opinions. Um, also, let me reiterate, Chris Holmes, check out, look in the chat, his GoFundMe, help him out. Man's fighting cancer. He's done so much for metal. We really like to help him out and, uh, and contribute for Chris Holmes of Wasp Cancer Battle. Other than that, Johnny, you got anything else before we read credits? Please don't do this. What is that? <laughs> yeah, thanks, Johnny. Don't leave 400 thumbs downs on this video and every Tuesday. Please don't. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> but thanks for the suggestion, Johnny. Good to. Very smart. Yeah. No. No. If, if you like, if you if you enjoy this stuff, smash that thumbs up. Subscribe. You have to subscribe to be to participate in the chat. And uh, come back. Please come back after this <laughs> at all come back friday friday's a good day steven rosen will be here tone chaser is his new book and i'm a huge fan of his 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 work his writing over the years so that'll be a, a amazing show jay hannon kurt 5150 with a k will be here and it'll be awesome 8 p.m eastern 5 pacific friday uh, let's see. Someone asked. Let's see. I'm not sure when the new Scorpions album comes out. Rock Believer. Uh, let's see. Scheduled for release February of 2022 in Europe. And it That's is right scheduled. Now. Yeah, that's in Europe. And let's see. Uh, February 25th in North America. Scorpion's new album, Rock Believer, is supposed to be set to be released. That I'm excited about because the Scorpions are very consistent with new product, which I'm really jazzed about. And speaking of new product, uh, Queensryche, Queensryche just, uh, there's six, I think six songs in. I think there's six songs in now. And yes, I did, uh, I did make up with Steve Rose and yes, Jesus rapes me. Steve and I are on good terms, and I think his book is going to be great. So, yes, I did. Thank you. Hello. You're on the air. Hey, John. Hey, Johnny. It's Foss Flag. Um, hey I there. have known it's the end of the show. It's the end of the show, but I just wanted to say that Kirk's um, Intercerbid riff was changed by Lars. Only, the only difference was... Kirk played the whole riff at once, like da 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 da, da at the end. Oh, but, now we're a false um, flag. Hello? No, I'm kidding. Lars <laughs> <laughs> Lars stretched it out, basically. So it wasn't so repetitive. You smell like dirt. He's not. He's not talking to you, false flag. He means. No, I'm talking to Ned. Ned. I'm talking Ned. to Ned. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, that's cool, man. Metallica facts from from uh, from false flag. So nice. yeah, it was Kirk Smith, but um, Lars actually 
made it sound more accessible and um, yeah. And I Very gotta cool. give Laura. I gotta give Laura's credit. It, it's a great ref. No, worries, I love. Guys. I love playing that ref. I'm watching your show replay now, so yeah. Thank you. Wow! So. All the way from where are you at? Australia. Again? Australia. Australia. Mars. 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 <laughs> All the way from Mars. That's a. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm from, I might as well be. I might as well be <laughs> right on man well dude thank you for i mean all, all your support for all this stuff and uh yeah just uh just you know being here being here with us all the way from mars i right, mean it's incredible australia right. he's from australia cool i'll see you later all right thank see you later you, man. man thanks for the call brother appreciate it wow false, false flag. flag everybody What's really me. funny is John, Johnny just clicked the recorder button and 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 it plays what he recorded earlier. Oh, this is false flag. Oh, false flag. And it's, you know, Johnny is really false flag. No, he's not really false flag. There you go. Johnny's recording it right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> wait 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 we have another call we have another call hang on hang on you're on the air who's this man. how are you doing oh i'm awesome how are you dude is this false flag right on oh right <laughs> <laughs> it is false flag once again <laughs> nice there you go nice let let's uh let's <laughs> give a thank you to our listeners because we appreciate our audience we love our audience and uh and so we we want you all to be safe and uh and uh safe out there and be nice to each other so thank you for watching let's give a thank you to our channel members wow Look at look at the size of that list now. <laughs> that li that list that list shrunk down to two by <laughs> by by tonight. I can't even read that. Okay. Uh thank you to thank you to channel members David Allen Wright, Mike Neese, Keenan Neighbors, Paul Martin Woods, Mr. Mick, Bubbly, Bubbly Dukakis, Smallmouth Guy. Lawrence Christensen, Symmetry, Majestic PB and J Cat, Warlag, Sherman Callahan, James S5150, James Gum, Wayno, Thomas Santiago, Vinyl Freak 5150, Dan Halen, James G, Music Therapy Laz, Andy Carson, Rick Green, The Chad, Christopher Live Sawa, All Dave, All Night, Murph, Murphy, Steve Barton, Fernando Riley, Laguna Palms, Robot Master Switch, R2R3, Locking Nuts, Six Chicks 71, John Moronic, Hillary Lewis, Jeff T, 5150 TV, Kurt 5150, KXM Rock, R Habs, Stephen Franklin, Carol Hatcher, Sean Treads, Margaret Scranton, Michael the Captain Smith, Jesus Rapes Me, Nicole Mrazic, Sean Spaulding, uh, False Flag, Ghost BC Rich, Hugh Sean Paul Spaulding. Mel what did I say? Brian Spaulding. False Flag, Ghost BC Rich, Hugh Caldwell, Jim Nicholas, Mr. BHB Jr. That's Bruce. Is that Bruce? Tom, 
Thomas Santiago, Lenny Lou and Mary, Bo Zeke, and Steve Carmichael. Steve Carmichael? You need to put Steve Carmichael at the end, John. I always got to dodge that name like a bullet. And and real quick, I'm I'm just curious. I'm looking at this. What is the difference between um, the uh, the orange names and the white names? The orange names, which are supposed to be gold, are the uh, executive producers. Oh, okay. So they they get double duty on it. That. Yeah. When I originally did this, they were gold color or yellow, and then for some reason it came out uh, whatever color that is. And Linny Lou and Mary, just uh, check in with me privately. Let me know you guys are okay. I know they're battling the virus right now. Uh, let's see. Uh, just looking. Yeah, I heard Ron Jeremy popped out of uh, some hole and uh, saw his shadow. Six more weeks of winter, so we'll <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think it was a hole in, in someone's someone's ass in prison. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. We got no winter here. Uh, your accountant, Renus, just checking in. There we go. Renus obviously keeping track. Thank you, Renus. Thank you, Renus. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's thank the great Neanderthal, Dane Zimmerman. Great Jay Hannon of the band Gizmachi for checking in. Check out Caleb Rappaport's Nerd Halen video from the uh, Van Halen tribute. Should be on YouTube. That should be cool. By the way, uh, Nerd Halen will be on the uh, is it the Monsters of Rock cruise? Yes, is that up, what it's called? Coming up, coming up, it, coming up. Actually, in a couple days. Uh, yeah, this, and, uh, this, uh, aren't they setting sail uh, like in in two days or something? Very soon, I guess. And Michael Smith will be there, and he'll be reporting in. Nice dur during the cruise. So keep it right here for for live updates from the Monsters of Rock cruise, featuring Nerd Halen and some other bands I forgot about. Yeah, and give Nerd Halen some love. Go over there and uh, support them. Give our homeboys some love, if you would. They deserve it. There we go. Nice. Yes. Who's uh, whose emoji is that that Laz has right now? That's that's uh, it's Caleb's, Caleb's, right? That's Caleb. That's Caleb. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Those headphones. Those are those are headphones, yeah. right? Okay. There you go. Nice. Johnny, got anything else? See you guys Friday. Maybe uh, actually uh, before then for some stuff. Yeah, and obviously uh, we love our audience. We appreciate our audience. Thank you so much for watching tonight, and we will see you next week on Talking Guitars and 80s Metal Live. Yes. All right. Yeah, and, I am uh, going to go off to the massage parlor while Johnny's getting ready for, uh, for Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> They have one of those in Grand Theft Auto. Did you know that? Massage bar? All the, Yeah, all that stuff. I'd be playing it all. And thank you, Bang Energy Drink, who's responsible for any controversy on the channel tonight. Bang Energy Drink. Delicious and yet controversial Bang Energy Drink. Always the right drink at the most inappropriate times. Thank you, Bang Energy Drink. Thank you so much. Good night, everybody. Good night.
from Johnny Bean TV. Bye-bye.